Hey, peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. If I lost, I'd be a very gracious loser. If I lost, I would say I lost. And I'd go to Florida, and I'd take it easy, and I'd go around, and I'd say I did a good job. But you can't ever accept when they steal and rig and rob. Can't accept. The best is yet to come. Proud citizens like you help build this country, and together we are taking back our country. Our fight to drain the Washington swamp and reclaim America's destiny has just begun. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never back down. We will never, ever surrender. Never, ever surrender. I love it. What is going on, everybody? So today we have the one and only SGT report with us. Great to have him on. Appreciate you. Hopefully you're doing well. Thanks for making time for us, man. Great to have you. Yeah, it's good to be back, Robert, man. Yeah, that's uh, it's a good man. I think in my view, uh, the president vowing to stand for the Constitution and we the people vowing to stand with him because I think millions of Americans have uh, decided that this is it. This is it. This is the line in the sand. If we let them steal this, then we no longer have a country and we'll never ever have another free and fair election ever again. I don't know that we've had any fair and free elections in a long time. And maybe it was a miracle that Trump got elected in 2016. Maybe the red wave was just too much and it overcame the Dominion server algorithms. It was a miracle, I think. And uh, here we are on the cusp of history, man. We're all standing witness to what comes next. Now you got that right. Just, just like we were talking before we went live. There's so many states that um, have been red, you know, like California, even even up to like 2008. You know, I know that most most people I know didn't vote for these governors that are in place, whether it's in Nevada with Sisliak, whether it's Newsom in California. You know, these were predominantly red states. And so it, you have to think that, when, like I've said for a long time, that I don't believe that these people got into office, you know, legally, legitimately. I think that these um, elections were stolen. And just like you're seeing now, every single, it seems like every hour on the hour, you know, we're seeing uh, more, you know, just more news coming out where, you know, this is rigged or that's rigged or they found another 100,000 ballots here, another 500,000 ballots here. There's no chain of custody here. And it just shows how illegitimate our elections truly are and how our votes at this moment in time do not count. It, I mean, you can see that it's like you've heard reports that even Sidney Powell was saying that uh, with these Dominion machines, 35, they were adding like 35,000 votes before the thing even before it even kicked on and started, you know, registering people actually using it to vote. So every like Democrat and like these even little, you know, small cities and counties, they're already getting a 35,000 lead. You know, that is that is insanity. And then when you find out, you know, who owns Dominion, when you find out, you know, the Chinese connections and you find out, you know, how our paper ballots, you know, are, are not even being printed in some cases here in the U.S. And it is it is a mess, man. This this definitely needs to be cleaned up, man. What's um, what, what do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, I think that uh, we're going to go to the Supreme Court. We who's we not me, but uh, patriotic uh, lawyers like uh, Sidney Powell and uh, 
Jenna Ellis and that team, they're going to make it to the Supreme Court. And I think that they're going to probably bring in one of these Dominion voting machines and they're going to demonstrate the fraud like they were able to de- uh, demonstrate in Ware County, Georgia. I think uh, much thanks to Representative Jody Heiss, I believe her name is, uh, somehow the team got access to a Dominion machine in one county in one state, right? And they ran equal amounts of ballots through that machine, 50% for Trump, 50% for Biden, and the machine automatically gave Biden a 26% lead. So that's right. So look, I interviewed Dr. Shiva Ayadore um, just probably a month or two before the election. And boy, if I had been a little smarter, I would have really pressed him on this because he had the goods. And what I could have done if I'd have been smart enough is said, look, this is exactly how they're going to steal the election for Biden. What you just demonstrated, what you just shared with us in this interview, Dr. Shiva, is what they're going to do because he talked about fractional vote counting through these machines in that interview with me. And that's what we're seeing in Ware County, Georgia, 0.87. So one vote for Trump, was calculated by this evil, corrupt globalist machine at 0.87 votes. One vote for Trump equals 0.87. One vote for Biden equals 1.13 votes. Fractional vote counting. That's exactly what happened to Dr. Shiva. And when he tried to flush it out, when he tried to prove it, he said, show me the ballot images. So, you know, when you scan a ballot, there's a ballot image that's made. He said, show me the ballot images. They refused to do it. In fact, I think they said they just deleted them all, which is against Massachusetts law. That's where he was running for a senator. And he got cheated, you know, just like Tim Canova did down in Florida in Broward County back in like, was it 2016, I think? 2016 or 18, I forget. But uh, look it up. Tim Canova running against Debbie Wasserman Schultz, horseface, and she stole it. They stole it through these uh, same exact thing. I'm sure it was just ballot rigging, um, machine rigging. And so now they've been busted. These people have been caught red handed. No, you're absolutely right. When you look at, um, I've got a couple articles here popped up. You can see that if this is done in every county, and we know that Trump won like what, 80 80 something percent of the counties in the US, that it would put Trump's vote margin at over 85 million votes. And I'd said from the beginning, I think he got well over 100 million because this doesn't even take into account like all the ballots that were thrown out set on fire, thrown in the river, and not not to mention whatever other shenanigans the other voting machines were doing. But it's, you know, I mean, this is this is some crazy stuff right here. And even the guy that did this, his name is, um, was it Garland Favorito or something like that? He was supposed to testify um, in front of the, in front of the hearing. They, they wouldn't allow him to because he says that um, he's a, he's an independent. He's not Democrat or Republican. And he says he just seeks out voter fraud. And he found this, um, in Ware County. And um, this would implicate the Secretary of State and the governor. And he says that's why they wouldn't let him speak. So, you know, if, if you see this, I mean, you realize that Trump won on a landslide. Um, and, and this is just craziness, man. This is crazy that you can't even, like, like you said, they deleted the images, right? And they're supposed to keep those for 22 months. So they're supposed to keep those for 22 months. They didn't. So, I mean, this should already be thrown out. You can't see the Dominion source code because they say it's proprietary, which is insanity because that's against the Constitution, as we're supposed to be able to see, you know, um, you know where our votes go and how the process is handled. We can't. So this is a completely unconstitutional um, election, and every rock you 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 pick up, you find more stuff like this. I mean, it is it is literally insanity. So do you think it's going to end up requiring the Supreme Court to overthrow, you know, some of these states and you'll see all the dominoes fall? Or do you think this is going to end up going to Congress where Congress will end up, you know, basically disputing the uh, the electoral votes? And then you'd have 
basically 50 states plus, you know, the uh, plus Washington, D.C. vote on who the president and vice president would be. Well, yeah, that's my understanding is that it would probably get kicked back to uh, Congress. And uh, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But, uh, you know, I saw a comment in there. Somebody said uh, my voice has changed. I don't know. There's so many conspiracy theorists. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> the real me, friends. Sean from SGTReport.com, SGTReport.tv. Support us over on Subscribestar at Real SGT Report. Uh, we're going to find out real quickly, though, if it's my microphone that's the problem, because I'm going to play a soundbite for you. This is Ratzenberg. I call him Ratzenberg. I think his name is actually Raffensberger. Georgia Secretary of State Brad, Brad the Rat. Okay, so Brad the Rat, you want to let's play this clip and then we'll know if my USB mic is hooked up correctly or not. You should be able to hear this. Here it comes. All this talk of a stolen election. Could you hear that? Yes. Oh, good. All right. Well, then my mic should be okay. All this talk of a stolen election, he says. Let's continue. Whether it's Stacey Abrams or the President of the United States is hurting our state. Georgia is the number one state in the nation to do business for nearly a decade. What a snake. So he wants to recertify, or I guess he has recertified the count, claiming that the recount showed no change in the overall count. Well, why is that? Why is that? Well, they didn't about. throw out all of the illegal ballots. They just recounted everything. You know, it's just so corrupt. And our president today tweeted out, what is wrong with this governor? Why won't he call for a signature audit of the ballots? What is he hiding? And now I think we know what he's hiding. If I could find this article quickly, it was uh, from Natural News. I got to find it. And uh, boy, a shout out to Mike Adams at Natural News. His situation updates every day are really a must here because he's really got a great grasp on all of this stuff that, you know, everything's changing so quickly every day, new information coming in. And uh, while I try to find that article, did you see the uh, video coming out of Georgia? I'm sure you did of, uh, I guess it was Ruby Freeman and her Democrat crew sending everybody home on election night around 10, what, 15, 1030 at night, and then pulling out, you know, cases of ballots and then continuing to count without any supervision. I'm sure you saw that, right? Did you see who's all involved in it, though? Did you see that it was Jones Sr. and Jones Jr., as well as, I forget the third guy's name, he was uh, he was doxxed, I think, uh, today or yesterday. Um, so you've got Jr., who is the spokesperson for um, Warnock. He is the actual spokesperson for Warnock, and his daddy has a bunch of scandals, or had a scandal, at least with the mayor there, um, and he was the guy that was caught on tape with with Ruby and, and, uh, and her daughter. It's unbelievable, man. And uh, and then you have uh, people. What is that state senator's name? I did a report on this. It's a female. But anyway, she tried to like soft pedal it all and say, you know, I feel like Alice in Wonderland and we're looking through the looking glass and none of this can be quantified. And it's, you know, it, there's really no proof of what you're claiming. I mean, this is a little bit like 9-11, right? They don't want you to see World Trade Center 7, but when you do, they explain it away. So you're not supposed to believe your eyes. That's the same thing they're doing in Georgia. And so our president asks, what is this guy hiding, right? Governor Kemp? Well, according to Mike Adams, in July of this year, he reported how California Governor Gavin Newsom was caught wiring half a billion dollars to communist China as part of a massive face mask laundering scheme. Back in April, even the mainstream media was questioning what Newsom was up to when it was revealed he had wired half a billion dollars to an electric car company in China to supposedly purchase N95 masks for the Wuhan 
coronavirus. The decision was never voted on or approved by legislators, and when pressed about the details of the deal, Newsom refused to disclose them. Keep in mind that this half a billion dollars was just the first of two installments amounting to a full $1 billion being sent to China to supposedly purchase face masks for Californians. Face masks that never came, by the way. As of this writing, the China Chinese electric car company in question, BYD, still has the money and has yet to send over a single face mask. Now, bombshell information is emerging that indicates Georgia Governor Kemp may be involved in exactly the same scheme. These state officials send huge amounts of money to China under the cover of buying COVID supplies. Then China launders the money into financial kickbacks for the governor's family, members, or business, uh, business entities. Sorry, for the governor's family members or business entities. So this is exactly what Lynn Wood has alleged. Now, he tweeted about Kemp's corruption and said, go ahead and sue me. Okay, if I'm wrong, then this is libel and you should sue me. But I bet you won't because then I'd get disclosure and I could find out exactly what you've done. And guess what? Kemp has not sued Lynn Wood. Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, if you saw his tweet earlier today, too, it said, uh, birds of a feather send funds to the CCP together. And uh, when I saw that, I started looking into this. And so basically everything you were just uh, covering there from Mike, he also uh, mentions Governor Newsom in California. And you talked about that, how he sent, you know, a billion dollars without a single face mask. But he's he's alluding that the money is actually to start uh, basically a civil war. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what Mike is reporting, that uh, Newsom is using that money to basically uh, install Obama's, what is it, he calls it like a civilian uh, police force or something like that. And he's saying that Newsom is, you know, basically laundering money into China to bring in weapons, to stockpile weapons and ammo in preparation for a civil war uh, that he's trying to help become a reality. So um, I don't know if there's any truth to that. And that would make sense, I guess, too, if Kemp is doing the same thing. And um, and I wonder how much money is actually going to Kemp and his family, like Lynn uh, was alluding to. And I think even Sidney Powell talked about that. But you can see this stuff here. Um, it's without votes. Um, he didn't have the authority to, to do this. Um, and, and it's completely unconstitutional. So I wonder, you know, I wonder what's going to come of this, what's going to happen, because right now it seems like our Justice Department is on hiatus. Doesn't seem like, uh, you know, we even have one anymore unless unless you're a Republican. Right. If you're Roger Stone or something like that, you know, they'll they'll send in like, what, 55 agents or. Um, but, you know, if you caught these people red handed, it doesn't seem like anything's happening. And then you see like the New York Times and they put out this false story saying bars thinking about stepping down just to like create more of a divide with, you know, the, uh, you know, the Republicans, the conservatives, the libertarians. And it's just uh, it's a mess, man. Like I said, every single day, every hour, we just keep seeing more info like this drop. And we're all wondering, all right, when's something when's something going to happen? Right. Well, you know, what's interesting is that, uh, and I've been saying this a lot, right? Uh, so we can all, I think, agree that this is an attempted coup, okay? It hasn't been a successful coup yet, but it is very obviously an attempted coup, okay? They're trying to overthrow the lawfully reelected president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. They've been trying to overthrow him since before he even took office. Can we agree on that? Because I have more. So do you agree that this is an attempted coup, Robert? Um, it sure appears that way. Um, you know, it, it definitely appears that way, especially when you have even the Republicans, when they're not standing up and they're not doing what's right. Um, there's there's something to this for sure. 
right? Yeah. I mean, and when you see this money that's being sent um, to China, when you see that um, you know all these these illegal votes are being counted, when you're seeing these audits and all the votes, the same dirty votes are being counted, when you're seeing states get certified in the middle of hearings where there's just nothing but evidence, when you see like 6,000 affidavits that come out that all say that they saw fraud happening in, in our electoral system. Um, and you know that if if I saw somebody and you saw somebody murder somebody and we go in front of a judge, that dude's going to jail. And yet we got 6,000 people or so that are all swearing they saw this. So there's definitely um, a coup. There is definitely some kind of uprising happening here because you've got China involved. You've got all these you know, you've got uh, Dominion that appears its own 75% by China. So you have a foreign country, not only meddling in our election, but actually probably controlling it the way it looks. If the reports are right, you know that the, you know that the motherboards and the chips and stuff are made in China. I mean, you know that these um, these governors were bringing in these systems, um, you know, like a month or two before uh, before the election. Um, you know, with uh, big big sums of money. Um, you know that uh, supposedly they received. You know that um, every Every time you turn around, it just looks like they're trying to cover something up. And so when you see all that evidence, you realize that there's something big at play here because these people would not be um, just overlooking all this evidence unless there was um, either huge um, implications to them receiving money. And so they're just trying to save their own butt or there's a bigger plan here. And usually with pandemics, you know, wars usually go hand in hand with them throughout history. So it does look like there's an uprising. Everybody keeps talking about a civil war. People keep talking about coups. And I mean, dude, the evidence, the evidence sure supports it. All right. Well, the reason I say that we are in the midst of an attempted coup is because we can see what the enemy wants to do. All right. Sure. So the enemy, Joe Biden, who clearly won't be a functional president if he gets in, not only will be not only will he be an illegitimate president, and the result of a totally illegitimate election in which more than 50% of the population does not recognize it as being authentic and real. Okay. We reject it. Not only that, what they want to do is they want to implement the great reset plan, Klaus Schwab, world economic forum, George Soros. Let me ask you this just yes or no. Is George Soros a friend of the Republic of the United States or an enemy friend uh, or enemy? Uh, everything, it would it would definitely have to be an enemy. All right. So Biden and this team of corrupt globalists is trying to pull this thing off. And by the way, when I talk about corrupt globalists and we think about politicians like Kemp, I'm not just talking about Democrats because John Kerry just went in front of the World Economic Forum and said, we need to put an end to populism and Trumpism. And he's embracing the Great Reset. Okay, so that by nature makes him a traitor to the sovereignty of the United States because he wants to put an end to populism, which is sovereignty, which is nationalism. All right. So it's both sides of the aisle. But here's what I wanted to share. This is how you know how diabolical the coup is and how diabolical the plan is if Biden gets in. George Soros Open Society Foundation's president, Patrick Gaspard, is resigning from his position reportedly to pave the way for a potential job in the Biden administration. And we're hearing it would be as labor secretary. So a Soros puppet, the former president of the Open Society Foundation, foundations, totally funded by George Soros, would be a part of the U.S. government. Now, is that not salt in the open wound? Not only are they going to steal the election, they're going to start 
going to start inserting globalist new world order people into our government, into our republic. So this is very much a coup. It is very much the end of the republic if Trump and his team does not stand and defeat this. And when I say Trump and his team, I'm not just talking about the lawyers. I'm talking about people like Chris Miller, the new secretary of defense who Trump uh, put in on November 9th after firing Mark Esper. Okay. The Trump team includes loyalists that uh, have a lot of power. Let's just say that. And uh, I don't think that Trump, who in a recent speech that was ignored by the mainstream media, who swore his allegiance to the republic, saying it was his duty to make sure that this fraudulent election did not work out like Biden hopes it will. It's his duty. I think that we are in the midst of, boy, something that could very much quickly become a real war, a shooting war. Right now, fortunately, no shots have been fired, although... We do hear uh, shots were fired in Frankfurt, Germany, when they went went in to get those servers. So I've said a lot. Your thoughts on any of it? Yeah, I mean, so with you know, just a backtrack, I guess. So starting starting with what you ended with, um, with the servers. Yeah, I sure hope that you know we have them. You know, we keep hearing mixed reports. You know about um, you know the, the servers being taken uh, taken five um, five military on our side, army personnel supposedly died. One CIA agent on their side died. Um, I'd be really interested to see what's on those servers because I have a feeling that that would show. Um, you know, how they've been flipping and rigging elections for at least this election, maybe 2018, maybe 2016. Um, and just like you said, you know, Trump had just such an, um, you know, just a tsunami of, of support in 16, their algorithms and uh, their voting machines couldn't keep up. And that's how he won. So, you know, there's there's that um, when you look at Biden's campaign, his cabinet that he's building, um, you can see that it's filled with multiple globalists. You can see that it's filled with multiple people that are tied to open society, which we know is George Soros. So you can you already know that it's a it's a deep state, basically cabinet. You look at uh, what Trump did uh, with the Pentagon um, advisory board. He fired a crap ton of those guys and installed Trump loyalists. So you can see that there's that you saw with, um, like you said, with uh, with uh, Miller, he replaced Esper and then he had uh, Ezra Cohen Watton come on and then they created the special operations to where the military has to report uh, to Miller now and Miller reports directly to President Trump. Hey, so by the way, can I, can I just jump in and say you mentioned yeah. Ezra Cohen uh, Watnick. Uh, Jeffrey Prather, Major Jeffrey Prather believes that uh, Watnick is Q. So just yeah. for the record, and that does make some sense. OK, if you want to talk white hats with access to real information. Um, you know, connected to the president, then uh, Watnick is certainly a plausibility to have been Q. I want to say just one thing real quickly. You mentioned those servers. There was a hearing uh, in Arizona. Uh, and at, at that hearing, Colonel Waldron was asked, are you willing to say under oath that you've seen the connection to the internet? He was talking about the uh, connection of the Dominion servers to the internet, that you've seen the connection to the internet. You've seen it go offshore to Frankfurt, Germany. Are these things that you have personally seen and can say that it's not true? He was referring to what Chris Krebs, the fired cybersecurity cyber security chief said when he said the most secure election in history, not connected to the internet, no votes go outside the country. Colonel Waldron said, yes, our white hat hackers, they have that traffic and the packets. Yeah, incredible, incredible. And then I know that um, Peppy's grandma, Bad Kitty on Twitter, she did some some digging too, and she found uh, the invoices. I believe it was in either uh, Arizona or Georgia or uh, Pennsylvania. I can't remember which one it was. I don't have the tweet right in front of me with, with all of her due diligence. It shows that uh, they had modems. It shows that they had connections. It showed that they had uh, listening machines 
that were attached to this stuff. So you know that, like like Waldron's saying there, these packets of information being sent, you know that it's it's 100% plausible because these machines have internet capability, even though they're not supposed to. So knowing all this stuff, I mean, especially if, you know, the Kraken is a supercomputer, not the 305th Battalion, or even if it is the 305th Battalion, and they use some supercomputer to track all this stuff and to see this, it sounds like Waldron um, has the proof. He's seen it. So um, you know that our votes were going offshore. You know that Dominion is a is a company that's not uh, based in the United States, even if they have a corporate office. We know that, you know, they came from Smartmatic. We know the ties to Venezuela, uh, to, you know, to Hugo and Chavez and all those guys. And then supposedly the $400 million per just like a month before the election uh, from it looks like a Chinese, you know, like a, from a Chinese company, 75% of it um, that's tied directly to the CCP. So we know all this stuff uh, from what we've heard. Um, and, and now it's just, you know, we, we want uh, the American people to see actual, the actual evidence uh, to get enough people behind this, this entire movement to where they know that this voting uh, system is completely rigged. Um, it's it's controlled by you know countries outside of the United States, uh, foreign inter interference, just like the September 12th, 2018 EO that Trump signed. That would be nice to see him implement that. So we definitely know that there's a lot of crazy wonky stuff going on right now that uh, appears that they are absolutely trying to steal the republic and they're trying to install a globalist regime. And it looks like uh, Biden and his, and his history and with Hunter and everybody else, you can see that they're all tied together and um, it, it doesn't look good. Uh, it looks it's the end of America if it happens for sure. People don't understand that they think, oh, it'll just be another Obama. Well, you know, had Clinton got in, um, what Obama had started, Clinton would have finished, and we'd all be screwed. And so they're trying to uh, basically do that on steroids. Um, you know, they're, I think they've just moved up their plan. Like you said, the reset, and you're seeing everybody. They probably have uh, some kind of leverage against. They're using both parties to uh, try to steal this. So it's uh, it's definitely trying times right now for sure. Yeah, it seems like desperate overreach. I mean, they uh, look, you know, when they shut down the voting in the middle of the night because the algorithms weren't working, they weren't keeping up because the red wave was actually so huge that it was, well, Sidney Powell has said the support for Trump broke their algorithms. So in a panic at three, four in the morning, they had to shut everything down in multiple states. And then they did the drop and roll, right? Where suddenly all of these 100,000, 140,000, 200,000 votes just came in, mystery votes for uh, Biden came in. And uh, I have a question for somebody in your uh, comments there. Crypt Crypto Capital Investments says, stop this nonsense. Crypto, I'm calling you out and I would like you to respond to that. What nonsense are you referring to? Because we are in a fight for our republic and for the future of our children and our grandchildren. This is no joke, man. So what nonsense are you referring to? Are you referring to the fact that Biden is bought and paid for by the Chinese and the Russians? Are you referring to the fact that he's going to stack the government with globalists? Are you referring to the fact that he will usher in the Great Reset? Klaus Schwab's Great Reset, which will require you and your children to live like serfs in perpetuity. You will never own property again. Is that what you're talking about? That nonsense? Crypto capital investments, please explain what nonsense you're referring to. This is no joke, Robert. We are in a fight for the very soul of our republic right now. Like the shooting hasn't started, so I'm not sure a lot of people recognize how serious this is. But this is serious as a heart attack. And if Trump and his team doesn't see this through, if we lose, you're right. Our republic is done. We're toast.
thousand percent. This is it, man. It's time for Patriots to stand up, speak out, and be heard. They got to show up too. You know, they got to show up. They got to show up to these rallies, these protests. They have to, you know, call and email the representatives. They have to let them know that they're going to be held accountable. But, you know, at the end of the day, we really need to support people like Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood. Of course, uh, you know, Giuliani, his team, um, however we can. But I, I really think this is going to go to the Supreme Court. And what happens there, I think if they just, you know, if, if they just overturn like one thing, for instance, like in in uh, Pennsylvania, if they just say, you know what, we're not going to count uh, anything that didn't have a chain of custody or we're not going to count uh, these mail-in ballots because it was unconstitutional based on your own constitution as well as, you know, the constitution of the United States. You know, the, if they do that, because we have that uh, hearing tomorrow, right, in the Supreme Court, I think uh, Alita, um, he is going to hear something. I think they pushed the date to tomorrow. Um, things like that are, are definitely going to help. Obviously, we know that we're in a, in a fight for a republic, you know, you know verbally. Um, you know, we don't actually want to do any kind of physical violence or that kind of stuff. But we absolutely need to speak up and be heard because this is serious. This is the most uh, serious it's ever been since our revolution, for sure. And we know that the revolution, you know, back in what 1776, we know that, you know, our, our civil war that we had, you know, all this stuff, you know, it usually comes from the other side of the pond. We know that we had globalists. So even when you look at the Confederacy, those were Democrats. When you look at who was funding them, it was the globalists. You know, this is, we're just repeating history here, people. And, you know, if if they're allowed to uh, take over our country, we've lost it. And the hope for our, our family, our future generations, any aspirations we ever had, we're going to be lucky. And I do mean lucky if we end up only like China because they have... They have much more sinister plans. All you have to do is look at the reset that they're trying to implement. And uh, this is absolutely no joke, people. No joke at all. Yeah. And I think, I don't know how your system works here, but this is really cool. You have a comment, I guess, down here from uh, Jolaine Quinn. And she's absolutely right. It's time, time to round up these traitors uh, of our country who are controlled by China. Just follow the money and put them in federal prison for treason. Well, I have good news, Jolene. I think that actually may happen. Now, again, I'm going to give credit to Mike Adams because I got this from his situation update today, December 7th. He's checked this. It's true. The Office of Military Commissions has cleared its calendar for December. They've canceled everything they had on their books from December 7th to the 16th. And I guess everything beyond that is a blank slate, too. So when I say this is serious as a heart attack, I mean, look, we've got Monkey Works saying that there's been a massive airlift in the Nellis Air Force Base. There's a lot going on. The director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, must issue a report about foreign interference in the U.S. election on or before December 18th, because that September 12, 2018 executive order signed by President Donald uh, J. Trump, uh, which was to prevent foreign interference in our elections, it said in that EO, 45 days after the election, the director of national intelligence must issue a report about any findings of foreign interference in the election. So things are really heating up. You've got Trump's lawyers getting ready to go to the Supreme Court. I'll share this too. I think this is really interesting. Um, evidently in Antrim County, Michigan, Trump's team was allowed eight hours for forensic examination of Dominion machines in Michigan, 22 Dominion machines. Again, I think that's where the glitch, remember when 6,000 votes suddenly switched from Trump to Biden, Robert? I think I do. It was in that same county. I'm not sure if it was that same county, but I think it was. But 22 Dominion machines, eight hours of forensic examination, and evidently they're going to issue, well, I shouldn't say, I've heard they might issue a report on their findings in the next 48 hours, but if I were them, I would just keep that for the Supreme Court. But what do I know? I'm not a lawyer. But so much is happening, Robert, and I think it's really good news because we don't have 
in my view, I think it's pretty clear now that anybody that said Trump was just playing his role in this thing, <laughs> he was just playing along and he's an, an avowed globalist and he was going to ultimately sell out the country. Those people are dead wrong. They've been proven wrong. hundred percent. Trump is our last stand to save the Republic. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. This is it. This is it. This is the last stand. Um, yeah, you have Ware County with, with Favorito, where he showed you know the, the voter fraud there using the Dominion machines. Then you had the uh, order by a, uh, a judge there in Arizona. I think it's Maricopa County, uh, somewhere around there, like Pena County. Um, and it's, a, it's just a single individual, Billy something or other. Uh, he used his uh, Kalamazoo attorney, petitioned the court, got access to the machines. General Michael Flynn helped facilitate ASOG. I think it's a ASOG to go in there and uh, spend eight hours with those 22 machines. And they found that the, uh, the USB drives and the, uh, the security card you know, were all missing. They ended up finding them in a drawer. So there was no, uh, no security whatsoever. So we don't know what they found in those eight hours, uh, but we do know that they're supposed to release a report in 48 hours, possibly. Um, so that that is going to be very exciting because we already know uh, from everything that we've heard and we've seen so far that these machines are severely compromised. So when that comes out, um, you know, I know the mainstream media is just going to try to you know cover this up because they're all in bed together. I mean, we have. We have every level of government, uh, basically, right now. You get from the, the bottom to the top, it's compromised. And you can see you've got uh, the social media, you've got the legacy media, you've got big corporations. You, know, you have all these people that are trying to, even foreign governments, that are, that are all trying to suppress this information and keep it from getting to the American people. So you have people like crypto, whatever the hell his name was, you know, saying, you know, this is nonsense. And people are always saying, where's the evidence? And there's, there's so much evidence. It's overwhelming. Like Sidney Powell said it, there's so much is like coming out with a fire hose. It's just, you're not being, you're not being shown it, you know, through legacy media. And um, then you have your representatives that are just not like even, even the courts, you have courts, these judges, they're not even listening to the evidence. They're just throwing it out before it even gets to them. So you know that we have a lot of people that are severely compromised. And I think we're being shown this, um, you know, for a reason, you know, like just like the uh, the adage is, you know, sometimes you have to walk through the darkness before you see the light, right? So uh, I think that's what's happening here. I think this is all going to turn out well, but I'm not saying it's not going to get worse before it gets better. But um, I definitely see Trump, you know, he's, he's, he is our last hope because if he loses and we lose the the right to fair and free elections, you know, we're, we're done because that's the only way we can really voice our opinions and say how we want to live our lives, how we want our families to be treated and, you know, our businesses and taxes. And it's how you vote. Right. That's that's how that's what you get. And if if these if all of our elections are compromised, we're, we're done. And if Trump's out and these globalists are in, we're beyond done. So this is it. This is definitely it, peeps. This is um, it's going to be a it's going to be a crazy month or two, because the only date that we really have to worry about is uh, January 20th, uh, high noon, according to the Constitution. All these other dates are just kind of arbitrary. So I think a lot's going to have to happen between now and then. And I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what Ratcliffe's uh, report is going to be, because he has till December 18th, um, you know, to to show that to us, just like um, just like you mentioned. I don't know if we'll see it, but uh, Trump is supposed to have it by the 18th. So between that, his EO, there's a lot of stuff he can do here. And Trump even said uh, this morning, the next couple of days are going to be, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot being shown or a lot being done in the next couple of days. So I'm curious to see what that's going to be as well. Yeah, I think you have a lot of trolls in your room, but I do too. I get them over at BitChute. Everybody gets them these days. I think a lot of these people are probably 
they might be useful idiots, but I think that there's a lot of non-governmental organizations and, you know, the enemy, the DNC, I think that they are trying to foster doubt in the minds of patriots with comments like this guy, Chris Jones, Biden isn't president elect. And then he's got these, you know, laugh out loud crying emojis. And uh, yeah, no, if you don't understand how elections work, my friend, uh, the way it works is that the uh, results for each state need to be certified before, you know, look, None of the results have been certified in, in the swing states because they're all up for grabs because now the president's team is shining the light on so much evident corruption. And maybe that's why Mexico's president still has not sent congratulations to Biden yet. And when asked why he hadn't, he said because he knows how vote rigging works. He knows how stolen elections work because it happened to him. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm hoping that uh, Chris is being sarcastic, you know, <laughs> you know, because if you watch the mainstream media, you know, you've got all that craziness, you know, office of president elect, which we know doesn't exist. You know, you've and just like you said, this, this hasn't been certified. You know, the electoral votes haven't come in. And even if the electoral votes do come in in Biden's favor and he gets a 270 mark, then all we need is a, a congressman and a senator to challenge, you know, those votes. And then you have the the House of Representatives, you know, vote uh, the 50 states uh, plus D.C. with one vote each, you know, to whether they're going to allow those votes to be, uh, you know, go to Biden or go to Trump or any of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. But if you watch the mainstream uh, news, definitely it's or even if you're on Facebook or YouTube or anything, they all have that crazy president elect stuff. And Biden's, you know, according to AP is pronounced our new president. So it's it's a whole bunch of info, uh, disinformation. And you've got, um, you know, these uh, I'm imagining they're just bots um, because, you know, I mean, when you look, I mean, let's let's be real here. Uh, Biden, when he would throw his rallies, he would get 20 people, 22 people. They'd be at a car lot or something like that, that you would find out that, uh, you know, those were vehicles at a car lot, you know, a real car lot. And those, <laughs> you know, those that was his crowd. He throws his Thanksgiving Day speech. He has less than a thousand people, you know, uh, watch the video. Um, I, I truly don't believe, you know, he got more than 10 million votes. I really don't. You can call me crazy. I don't care. But I, I said from the start, I, I think that Trump won this in the largest tsunami ever. I think he got well over 100 million votes. I think they've just been, you know, throwing the votes out, you know, injecting votes in. Um, but I, I don't think that, you know, like, for instance, do we go on liberals channels and throw out all kinds of crazy stuff? No, we don't. So I think it's bots trying to say, like what you said, you know, kind of sow uh, doubt into conservatives. I think it's um, bots and, you know, maybe some paid, uh, some paid people like they have them in India, they have them in China where you can pay these people to, you know, just bombard people's chats and stuff like that. I know that's part of, you know, some of their, um, you know, the, their technology uh, warfare, so to speak. And I think that's what you got here, man. I think you got paid, paid people uh, writing this crazy stuff. You've got bots. And I really think that uh, 80% of the country is conservative of sorts and 20% or 19% is probably like socialists. So you'll get those, you know, Karen types. And then you get the 1% that I think are the AOC types. And I, and I think, you know, the reason why we don't see that is because we haven't had fair elections and you have a media that just takes this lens and puts it on the crazy 1%. And we think that well, the, what they want us to think is that's how our country really is. You don't see them covering the Trump rallies. You don't see them covering the Stop the Steal movements. You don't see them, you know, covering all the different rallies that we've had without Trump even involved just for Trump. You know, you can see the the crazy support that he has uh, and the press does not cover it. So to me, it just looks like a very calculated and sinister uh, attempt 
to project and to, you know, kind of highlight what they want us to believe, even though it's not so. Well, we haven't even talked about the treason yet of others who might have been involved in this. I've been using the word treason quite often lately because, well, if uh, the governor of Georgia is on the take, okay, if he's done what maybe we think he's done, what allegedly Newsom has done, then to me that's treason, especially if he allowed Dominion voting. Look, there's so much treason to un uncover here, and we haven't even talked about Mark Zuckerberg yet. So let's just briefly talk about that. Now, October 13th, 2020, press release, press release, CTCL receives additional 100 million contribution to support critical work of election officials. Just imagine that. Let me read that again. What is the CTL? The Center for Tech and Civic Life, okay, announced today that Priscilla Chan, huh, Chinese woman, married to Mark Zuckerberg, have responded to an unprecedented demand to, for support from local election jurisdictions across the country by committing an additional $100 million to support critical work of election officials. Now, does that sound like payola to you? Does that sound like a buyout? Does that sound like a payoff? And this was all swing states. So let me just give you an example here of some of the money we're talking about. Michigan counties or cities that received the Zuckerberg CTCL election grants. Wayne County, Michigan, 3.5 million. Cities, Flint, 467,000. Ann Arbor, 417,000. Lansing, 443,000. Muskegon, 443,000. Pontiac, 405,000. Saginaw, 402,000. Allegheny, 2.0, oh, this is Pennsylvania. Allegheny, $2.05 million in election grants. Dude, this is payoffs. It's no wonder we saw these people so heated to kick out Republicans and put up poster boards so they couldn't see. These people were aggressive like we've never seen before in any election. I think it's because many of them were paid. You're, you're absolutely right. You know that um, it was about $400 million that the entire federal government had for the uh, the state's elections. That's how much it, That's how much they put in. By, or, sorry, um, Zuckerberg put in 400 and now it's reported maybe even $500 million. And what's even crazier is he had all kinds of stipulations put into those contracts when when he gave them that money. So in other words, they would have to put in like 800 polling places or 800 drop-off you know, boxes like in Philadelphia. And if they didn't do that, then they would have to give him back the money. They used the money for, um, you know, uh, for the actual wages of these people, whether it's People, you know, counting the votes, whether it's, uh, you know, the the challengers, whether it's people um, on the boards, they actually use that money to pay these people. So you already know that between Dominion um, and then you've got basically an, an army of, um, you know, if you want to call them Zuckerberg people that um, have a, a uh, they have a real fear of Section 230. So if they're able to spend four or five hundred million dollars and ensure that uh, their guy gets in, then they don't have to worry about Section 230. Speculation. I can't prove this, but you can see that they gave the four or five hundred million dollars to these different uh, states and cities. And these are the states and these are the cities that um, that that are all in question now. So I don't think it's coincidence. I think this is uh, definitely um, this is. I don't think this is even illegal. It can't be illegal. Um, I'm pretty sure it's unconstitutional for them to be taking money from uh, private corporations to hold federal elections. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out, because, again, Trump has white hats. Look, Trump still has, he's still president, guys. 
Yep. Okay. He's got a tremendous amount of power. And if he identifies what I have identified, if he thinks the way I think, and he's got access to a lot more information than I do, if he thinks that this is an attempted coup, then that is an attack that is war on the Republic. That gives him all sorts of additional powers. Now, U.S. Code, it's 52 U.S. Code 20511, criminal penalties for knowingly and willingly in, uh, intimidating, threatening, or coercing, or attempts to intimidate, threaten, or coerce any person into registering to vote or voting or attempting to register or vote, urging or aiding any person to register to vote, to vote or attempt to register to vote, exercising any right. This goes on and on and on. Procurement of vote. This is all about voter fraud shall be fined in accordance with Title 18. What is the fine? Imprison not more than five years or both. Isn't it $250,000? And... Yeah, I don't see the fine. I guess I have to click some links to figure out what the fine is. But 250000 sounds about right. I'd rather see the five years of prison. All of these people that have been involved with this on a local level, throw them in the slammer, Okay, teach them a lesson, Send the message to everybody that this will no longer be tolerated in the Republic. And then people like uh, Zuckerberg and governors, you know, that knowingly participated in this, well, I, again, treason, then they should pay the ultimate price. What is the price? What is the penalty for treason? If treason can be proved in the cases of these people sitting atop their states, I'm going to throw mayors in there too. Mayors and governors, anybody that really was part of this. That's treason, in my view. And the penalty for treason is much more harsh than just five years in the slammer. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Yeah, this is a, I mean, it's compromised at so many different levels, you know, from the machines to the poll workers, to the people that put money in it, to these different, uh, you know, foreign countries, just like you were talking about with the EO there that, um, I mean, what... So he's got all this power. He has all these people. He has his EO that uh, back from September 12th of 2018 with foreign interference, how they can seize uh, corporate assets, personal assets, anybody that's involved in uh, meddling in the election. Do you think that's going to come into play? Do you think when uh, Ratcliffe uh, drops the report, you think that he's going to use that to justify the EO and then uh, start putting people in, in prison? Because the reason why nobody is really stopping and the reason why people are still doing what they're doing um, is because there hasn't been any consequences. You know what I mean? Nobody, um, I mean, Klein Smith, you know, he got a little slap on the wrist, you know, possibly he might have to go to jail for altering those, uh, those emails. He might, his, his, uh, his attorneys are trying to get him probation, uh, but nobody has really had to do any time. Nobody's been made an example of there's, hasn't been that first major arrest. I think once that happens, people will start getting scared and they'll either start turning and, uh, explaining where, you know, how, how and why this happened. Um, or, you know, they're just, uh, you know, you're going to see private jets leaving the U S all over the place. Um, what's, what's your thoughts, man? Do you think he's going to use that report, uh, to, to bring in the EO or do you think it's all just wishful thinking? Well, no, I don't think it's wishful thinking because again, I think that this country's at war. I think on November 3rd and the wee hours of no November 4th, it became very clear that the deep state, uh, the globalists evidently perhaps tied to China, um, waged war on the nation by trying to steal the election. Okay. So that's that. That's, that can't be changed. That can't be walked back at this point. Okay. So if people are guilty of committing treason, 
There's nothing to stop this president and the apparatus to uh, save the republic from arresting these people and bypassing courts of law. We don't need Barr to do his job. He hasn't done his damn job. He's been a disgrace in my view up to this point. Everybody's holding out hope that he was a white hat and you know he's going to drop the bomb. He's never dropped the bomb. So now he says, well, look, I don't even want to get into that because it doesn't matter because committed treason can be snatched up and taken directly to Gitmo or wherever they have military commissions and they can be tried for their treason in a court of uh, military law. OK, so that's where we're at right now. And now I, Mike Adams thinks that's actually happening. I have no evidence to back that up. I pray to God it's happening. But I do know this war was waged against our republic on November 3rd in the wee morning hours of the 4th. It's never been more clear, and the president knows it. If you go back and listen to that speech he just gave the other day, a 45-minute speech from the White House that was completely ignored by the mockingbird mainstream horror media, go listen to that speech. He knows exactly what's going on. I think he needs, to, you know, some of this evidence has to come out in front of the Supreme Court. It would help if he has the backing of the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court starts to rule down some of these states and say, like in the case of Georgia, everything you've done is illegal. In Pennsylvania, everything you did, you overstepped your bounds, local officials, state officials. You didn't run this through the state legislature as is called for by your own state laws. Everything you've done in this election is now null and void. If he has that backing, that's going to go a long way, right, to help uh, him sell the correct story of what happened here to the American people. But I guess my one reservation, Robert, is how do you educate those that think that he – because you know what the mainstream media is going to say. They're going to say he's guilty of a coup. Okay? They're not going to tell the people the truth about the actual coup plotters. The mainstream media will cover up like they have from the beginning for the actual coup plotters, and they're going to try to spin it. So I'm not exactly sure how if the mainstream media just ignores his speeches like they did this other one, you know, the other day, 45 minute speech. They just ignored it. I'm not sure how he gets the information out to the American people. But Q has said there are some measures for that, too. So, you know, like I said, history repeats itself. Everybody knows that um, if you look at like Abraham Lincoln. When you look back at uh, you know the Civil War, you know his administration put fourteen thousand people in prison. He shut down three hundred newspapers because they were, um, you know, soft on the South. They were basically doing the same thing we're seeing now with our media. So he has that power through whether it's the Insur Insurrection Act, whether it's through his EO, whether it's through um, you know the suspension of habeas corpus, uh, suspension of commie uh, uh, positatus, any of that kind of stuff. He has the ability to do that stuff. So if you're referring to the power he has, he does have all that power, and it has been done before. So what I've always thought was he needs to have like a little condensed 30 minute video or something showing all this crazy attacks um, on the U S and why he has to do what he, what, what he's doing uh, when he goes to an extreme, if he goes to an extreme like that with that EO. Um, and then, you know, if, if he took over the, uh, the media and he was able to broadcast it there as well as, you know, through people's phones and stuff like that, I think that would help, but there's always going to be people that, you know, just think he's uh, going full dictator. But when you've got, I mean, you say you're disappointed in Barr. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's done a few things. You know, he's, um, you know, released, um, you know, General Michael Flynn, right? Um, but one of the things that I saw that was discerning, and I, I don't know if it's 100% true, I saw um, some documents that showed that uh, he was paid like $250,000 in, in stocks from Dominion. Did, did you see that? No, but I see, I can't imagine that. I mean, I believe that it could be true, but like for me personally, the way I'm wired, and I know it's easy to say this, but 
I can't imagine that is such chump change. And I'm not a rich man, but 250 grand to sell out your nation. I mean, how does that add up? I guess people are that corrupt, but I mean, I guess at least in the case of, uh, you know, this uh, Georgia governor Kemp, the allegation would be that we're talking about millions and millions of dollars, sure. but 250 grand to sell at your nation. First of all, even right. if you took a hundred million, I don't know how you sleep at night because you have to think about the consequences of selling out this Republic. It's game over for millions and millions and millions of people forever who will live as serfs under the great reset of Klaus Schwab or worse under a Chinese dictatorship. I don't know. But I mean, what's coming if we lose the Republic is decidedly a hell of a lot worse than what we have right now. And who would sell out their families for that? I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, we know that uh, whenever whenever there's something of value, people will find ways to steal and cheat and find ways to uh, benefit themselves. It's just it's unfortunately in, in human nature, in some humans, um, you know, a lot of humans, obviously, as we're seeing from uh, what's what's going down right now. But the the document I saw from Barr, it was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar stock settlement or payment. But he was an advisor or he was on the board of Dominion. That was the document I saw. Um, I'd have to dig it up and see where it's at. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's that's what I saw. So if he was, you know, a director or part of the board or something like that, and just that was one of his little check stubs or something, or stock payments or something, that you know, that would definitely uh, raise an eyebrow. I mean, at, at least, right, at a minimum, um, you know. And you're know, right, you know, that does seem like chump change for sure, especially when the guys, you know, I think donated over a million dollars just to uh, different political candidates over, you know, over 20 years or something. But um, it was something that made me raise my eyebrow and. Um, you know, I wonder why he hasn't done anything. I wonder why uh, Durham hasn't done anything. I don't know if they're waiting to expose everything. I mean, the hopeful, oh, I guess the, the person that's hopeful inside me is thinking that all these people are kind of, um, you know, the people that were guilty of the Russia collusion or, or maybe part of, you know, this this big voter fraud and this attempted takeover of the Republic. And so they're waiting to expose and show everything all at one time. Maybe that's just wishful thinking in me. In me but um, yeah, it's, it, we definitely need uh, somebody we need some arrests. We definitely need some arrests. We need uh, something to happen here because right now there's there's absolutely there's there's no consequences for people that are involved in this. You know, you got a justice system that isn't uh, dishing out justice. And in the dude, there, if you got six thousand affidavits or almost, those are sworn statements. People saying that they saw fraud or even took part of the fraud, and that's just being discounted. So we're uh, kind of you know again having to put all of our our uh, our wishful thinking and all of our hopes into the Supreme Court and into Congress. So. Um, I would love, and I know everybody here in the chat would love to start seeing some arrests, some consequences, so people uh, start to take notice. Well, you talk about arrests. Have you heard any further information about Gina Haspel, who allegedly was killed in that raid? I have no way to vet any of that out. And of course, if you just type into Google, the world's most crooked search engine, where is Gina Haspel? It comes back with Reuters, fact check, CIA Director Gina Haspel was not arrested or injured. PolitiFact, no, Gina Haspel isn't dead or in jail. Um, I don't know, your thoughts on anything regarding CIA Director Gina Haspel? So, I mean, obviously she was part of, I think the London branch, um, it goes back to, you know, the, uh, the Russia collusion stuff, how she made it to the head of the CIA, I don't know. I've heard reports of her being, you know, killed. Um, but again, I can't prove or substantiate any of that. It seems like everything that we get out there is, uh, you know, maybe there might be a grain of truth. Or maybe it's disinformation. You can't trust any of these fact checkers because you could... You know, for instance, you, you look at something that is 100% true, like 2 plus 2 equals 4, but if you put uh, votes, 
you know, two plus two equals four, you'll get like a label that pops up talking about how, you know, our election integrity is, you know, is solid and safe. And it's like, what? Why am I getting fact checked on something we know is fact? And why am I getting a label? So I, I really don't know. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that do know, but um, I, I really don't. And, and I'd be skeptical of anything the mainstream media tells us. Yeah. Uh, I see a comment here from Dwayne. He says, I didn't mean to sound negative about your voice sounded different. No, that's cool, man. And look, if I uh, am a little bit aggressive here and angry about what's going on, it's because I've been a victim of these same people. So now we have a uh, illegitimate, quote unquote, president elect, which is not true. He's not president elect of anything yet. Um, And he wants to put a Soros puppet in as labor secretary. Well, George Soros and his Open Society, BS, uh, they fund uh, Media Matters for America as well. And that's one of these outfits that did a hit piece on me and all the YouTubers that got taken down on October 15th. And then on those of us with Patreon accounts, we got hit with another Media Matters hit piece on October 22nd by Olivia Little, one of these mercenary, soulless, globalist hacks who then wrote a hit piece in Patreon uh, run by Jack Conti, evidently a liberal with no spine whatsoever, then they deleted our Patreon pages. So not only do I not get my YouTube channel with 740,000 subs between two channels, those are gone, both in good standing with no community guideline strikes. Those are gone, no warning, right? Against their own community guidelines, deleted for no reason. Then, so I can't have advertising. They were giving me advertising, but I can't even advertise for these other companies that come to me and say, hey, how about our solar bank? Would you mind? Sure, thank you. I would like to have an income so I don't starve. I can't advertise now on YouTube either because they took away my channels. And then my only remaining lifeline, Patreon, right? I was on Patreon for three years. That asshole Jack Conti deletes my Patreon page along with 13 others as the result of a Media Matters hit piece written by Olivia Little funded by George Soros. So guys, this is as serious as a heart attack. And if you think it's not coming for you, wait till they insert Biden in the White House and they put Soros people in the administration. Yeah, no, it's disgraceful for sure. You don't see any of that stuff ever happening to uh, the Democrats or to the left. You look at uh, Trump's tweets, they get censored. Nothing from Biden ever gets censored. Uh, You can see that it's definitely, um, you know, there's just a huge attack on any any, uh, kind of viewpoint or voice that uh, contradicts their DNC or globalist talking points. It's it's a shame. I mean, you should be able to be able to talk about whatever you want as long as you're not inciting violence or something, right? I mean, you should be able to 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 voice your your own viewpoints that may be contrary to the DNC talking points. I, I've joked around with other people saying, you know, what we should do because they've taken my YouTube channel down. Uh, once before, you know, now they don't notify, um, you know, the subscribers, um, you know, we see the views disappear right before our eyes. We see the, the likes disappear right before our eyes. Uh, you know, st- we still have our TV channel uh, in 46 million households are on biz TV. So we still have, you know, still have that outlet. Um, and I'm surprised they haven't taken down this channel again yet. But, you know, I've joked about um, you know, we should you know, <laughs> like change the headlines to, you know, Trump sucks or why Trump will lose. And then it'll get promoted right to the top because anything that you say that's negative Trump seems to get promoted by their algorithms. And then you hold your real show where you talk about how Trump is, you know, credible and all the crazy, amazing stuff that he's doing for the country and wants to do for the country. Because you're right. Not only do they, you know, shut down any uh, voice that opposes, you know, their own, but they're taking away your income. You know what I mean? They're taking away your your ability to feed your family and to live your lives just because you have a contrary viewpoint to their own. It truly is like 1984. You've got, you know, Zuckerberg giving like $500 million 
to the blue states, these states that are in question, you know, because it appears he doesn't want 230 to be, uh, you know, to be, uh, you know, struck down. Um, that would put him, you know, on the on the chopping block for sure. So it's it's really uh, troubling times. Uh, it's scary times for a lot of people. It, it really sucks what they're doing to conservatives. They should be able, everybody should be able to, you know, have their, their First Amendment. They should be able to speak their minds as long as they're not inciting violence and, you know, calling for, you know, crazy stuff. And um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I see the worst stuff in the world, um, like on Facebook. You know, you'll see like beheadings and all kinds of crazy stuff. But you say anything like pro-Trump pro and uh, you're lucky if you still have a, you still have a page. You've seen so many people get their pages taken down, but all this, uh, you know, crazy stuff that happens on the other side of the world, that stuff doesn't get taken down. It's uh, it's atrocious, man. And, I, and I'm really sorry that it happened to you and, and all of our other buddies. Uh, it's just, it's awful. And Well, look, it's fine because look, they've outed themselves for who they are. Susan Wojcicki, okay, the sister of Ann Wojcicki at 23andMe, who was married to Sergey Brin at Google. Okay, they're all one and the same. They're all globalist sellout, New World Order hacks. They're traitors to the Constitution. And you said you should be allowed to have a YouTube channel as long as you don't show anything violent. Well, I concur. I've never called for violence, nor have I ever shown anything violent. But get this. You want to talk about a double, double standard on YouTube? YouTube allowed this monster. His name is Stas Reefly. At least that was the name of his uh, YouTube channel personality. His real name is Stanislav Reshetnikov allegedly received money from viewers to abuse his pregnant lover, Valentina, on camera. This didn't go on for one hour. This went on for days. He made a business of it. Not only did he torture her with his friends, including pepper spraying her on the couch while pregnant, he ultimately locked her out of his house in the cold in Russia, where she froze to death. And he continued to live stream with her dead body on the couch after he brought her in. Now, according to this article, if I could scroll down and find it as I wait for your response on that, this is something that is quite common on YouTube, okay? Meanwhile, my channel gets taken down because I'm pro-Trump, pro-Constitution, pro-Republic. So Susan Wojcicki is a traitor, just like Mark, Mark Zuckerberg over at Facebook. Yeah, that was uh, just like what I was getting at. Some of the, the most horrible things that I've ever seen. Yeah, you'll find it on Facebook. You can find it on YouTube, but you'll notice it... Um, it's never from the Trump crowd. Um, it's it's just disgusting what they allow to be seen. But if you have a viewpoint contrary to their own, you know, um, you're going to lose your channel. So it's uh, it's horrible what's happening. Um, and I understand they're they're outing, you know, they're outing themselves. They're showing us for who they really are. I get that. But it makes it really difficult for people to find, you know, the truth or to find a counter narrative to that when they're constantly just pushing disinformation to the American people. And then a lot of these people, they don't take the time to do any research themselves. So they think maybe it's true. Um, you know, like I get all these people, like if, if you're looking here in the chat, they're trying to find you. They don't they don't realize that there's other platforms where, you know, the, the truth is being told at least, you know, currently places like rumble, right? So places like parlor, you know, places like gab, um, you know, they're trying to find you. They're like, how do I subscribe to SGD report? You know, I mean, I've probably seen 10 or 15 people like that because they're used to finding you here on YouTube. And I understand they, they out of themselves and they show themselves for who they really are. But um, you know, these people are still looking for you, still trying to find the truth, still trying to find you. And so even in outing themselves, um, you know, it hurts, it hurts a lot of people and uh, they don't know where to find uh, the truth. And now they're just uh, being, you know, bombarded with disinformation uh, for the most part. And it's a, uh, it's a sad thing. So hopefully uh, here shortly um, that that'll change. 
Yeah, I'm distracted. I was trying to find that paragraph where it says YouTube evidently allows these types of things on their platform. I mean, he murdered his girlfriend and people paid to see it. I mean, look, man, they've dumbed down the public to the point where people like regular people, including, by the way, the paragraph that I think they deleted from the Sun article uh, said children could access this material on YouTube. Okay, how different is that behavior from red rooms that I've described in my videos? These sick, perverted, sadistic, pedophile monsters pay to see children tortured on the dark web. That's not conspiracy theory. It's a fact. Okay, and uh, look, here's YouTube allowing this guy to essentially torture and ultimately murder his girlfriend for money. I mean, how far gone are we? Do people see what's coming? If President Trump isn't reelected, are people beginning to see how dark the future is? I want to remind people that Deagle.com, a lot of people thought this was a conspiracy theory. Deagle.com did a population reduction uh, projection for the United States of America to go from 327 million people to 100 million people by 2025. Now, when I saw that a few years ago, Robert, I thought, well, that may account for an economic collapse of some sort and starvation. No, no, no. We can see what they're doing. They're fast tracking everything. They're fast tracking the collapse, the great reset, you know, hopefully not mandatory vaccinations because I, for one, will not take that COVID injection. And uh, I, look, oh man, how does this end? I don't know, but everybody better pray it ends favorably for the Republic because if Biden gets in, it's game over. Yeah, hundred percent. That's uh, absolutely true. When uh, you, you know, before we started talking, you wanted to, to mention some of the what's going on with vaccines. Uh, you kind of briefly touched on it right there. Um, we saw that uh, Biden appears that um, he's going to want forced vaccinations. You see that um, people like uh, Fauci and Gates, these guys that are pushing vaccines so hard, appear to be some of the uh, the people most uh, vested in it that stand to make. A crap ton of money and when you have 80 percent of the world that would be getting these these shots that they stand to make a lot of money so do you think they're motivated motivated by safety or you think they're motivated by you know making a bunch of money and uh, whatever happens happens to um, a sheeple that take it well gates specifically is motivated by eugenics i believe i believe he wholeheartedly believes in depopulation whether or not he believes the world is overcrowded is another matter i don't think he does i think that the elite just want to have god's creation for themselves uh, they tell us by the way that this whole thing is the result of a big bang i know that they know that's not true but that's what they've indoctrinated children for uh years for in our country and elsewhere therefore turning these young people into nihilists who do drugs and don't see a future and are very depressed i mean the suicide rates are off the uh, charts that's exactly what these globalists want and as for Bill Gates' father, he used to be the head of Planned Parenthood. So look no further than that to understand the roots of Bill Gates as a eugenicist. But what I would say about this vaccine, and I saw a tweet today from somebody, it was a, what did it say? I, I, I'm not going to look for it now, but it was a, his uh, Twitter handle was like, go Trump or pro Trump or something like that. And uh, he was responding to uh, Jeff Berwick actually put out a, a tweet today saying, mark my words, what's coming is a vaccine that's going to kill millions of people. And they're going to say they're going to blame it on another COVID outbreak. And I responded with that Deagle.com information. And this person said, hey, if POTUS says the vaccine's safe, then it's safe. I'm taking it. And I responded with two videos that I would really strongly urge people to watch. And I just said to him, you don't have to take my word for it. Listen to this. You've been warned. And here's what I would warn people. Go to BitChute. 
and look for SGT Report. I have 61,000 uh, subscribers on BitChute. I would really appreciate you guys coming over. You're always going to find my latest stuff there. And of course, at sgtreport.tv and Subscribestar slash real SGT report if you want to help support me and my little team. But if you want everything for free, you can get it at BitChute. And I just want to play a couple of things for you. Can I play this open yeah. to my video? It was called Exposed Operation Warp Speed, the New World Order plan to track and trace you. That's one I want to play. But the other one that I want to play first is this one. It's titled The Beast System in COVID-1984. It's an interview with Catherine Austin Fitz and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Now, the intros I do always have a little bit of music in them. So you're sure. going to suffer through that. But you're going to hear from Fitz, and then you're going to hear from Tenpenny in this intro. And then I'm going to play the other one for you. These are must-watch videos. Share with you. Share these with your family. My mom is brainwashed. She's ready to get the vaccine. We got a lot of people to wake up, guys. Listen to this. This is Catherine Austin Fitz and Dr. Sher Sherry Tenpenny. Let me let me know if you don't hear this right away. Here it comes. You know, I keep telling everybody, death is not the worst thing that can happen. You do not want to be a slave in what they're planning. You know, this is a very ugly slavery system. This is not going to be a nice fight. This is not just going to be petitions. She's absolutely right. I mean, it's now or never. This is our Waterloo. And either people understand the beast that we're fighting and we have to kill it. Somehow we have to kill it. And the slavery that's going to be set up. And I agree with Catherine about this whole mark of the beast. I mean, there's at least uh, there's a hundred and some different types of tattooing and uh, microchipping technologies that have already been patented, several hundred of them. And this, so this is nothing new. And where they're coming with this mandatory, you can't buy, sell, or trade without having had this vaccine, this tattoo, this chip, or whatever's happening, it's happening in real time, in real time. Okay, I'll pause it there. So go watch that because it's such detailed information. And these are two very trustworthy people uh, that you just heard from. So Catherine Austin Fitz, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. But now listen to this one. This is my interview with Hope and Tavon. They're uh, researchers out of Morocco. And this is a must-watch video because they take us through their entire PowerPoint. So it's all quantifiable data, okay? They back it all up with links. And you can actually, if you look below in the more info section, you can get access to that PowerPoint specifically so you can vet everything that they claim in this. Can you still hear me, Robert? Robert? Yep, I can hear you just fine. I just muted my stream so that way um, okay. they don't get any reverb. All right. Sorry, I thought I lost you. All right. So here comes this video. It's called Exposed Operation Warp Speed, the New World Order Plan to Track and Trace You. And they're going to be talking about the uh, vaccine czar in the United States. I believe his name is Monsef Salawi. Here it comes. But during these interviews, he disclosed two very disturbing bits of information. So the first one that he disclosed in his interviews is that millions of Americans who receive the vaccine will be tracked via an quote incredibly precise pharmacovigilance surveillance system that will track the vitals and whereabouts of Americans who receive the warp speed vaccine. And the second thing he disclosed in the interview was that Google and Oracle have been awarded the defense contract to track and trace Americans who received the vaccine. All right, could you hear that all right? I'm sure you could. So yep, anyway, I just want to play that for you guys. Go to BitChute, 
my SGT report channel on BitChute and scroll down and find those. Look here, I'm going to leave links in your comment section. So your response on any of that, because it's deeply disturbing stuff, man, regardless of who's president, as far as I'm concerned regarding the vaccine. Look, I mean, you know, if you just take all the conspiracy theory type stuff out of it, that people say that's what it is. And you just stick to the facts. Um, you know that there hasn't ever been a, even like a placebo test where you have a kid that doesn't get a vaccine and a kid that does get a vaccine and you see them progress through life and who's healthy, who's sick, stuff like that. We know that if if we get sick from a vaccine, we know that if we try to sue the uh, manufacturer of it, we're going to end up suing you know the Department of Health and they're going to be defended by the Department of Justice. So we're actually going to be suing the government of sorts because these pharmaceutical companies have basically pushed off all liability onto the U.S. So we're actually going to end up, you know, being, you know, in a lawsuit with the Department of Justice with like a $200,000, $250,000 cap. Now they've paid out billions of dollars. So that tells you right there that these things um, aren't, aren't safe. And I, I would love to see the data where it actually shows, you know, somebody that gets it and somebody that doesn't and what the difference is, because all we keep hearing and seeing about are everything from multiple sclerosis to um, ADD to you, you name it, SIDS, all kinds of stuff that they say could be linked um, to, to vaccines. And then when you look at the ingredients in them, you can see that you have aborted you know, fetal particles in it. You can see that you have thimerosal. You can see that you have squalene and mercury. And we all know this stuff to be you know, very bad for us. Um, so the idea of um, you know, taking something like this, even when these so-called experts say that um, you know, you take it and it's probably going to make you sick. So it's going to be, you might get sick from it. Um, and then there's no you know, guarantee that you're not going to get it again. It, it makes no sense to me to take it, um, nor, you know, would I ever, nor do I vaccinate my kids because I don't see the science, <clears throat> excuse me, behind any of this stuff that makes any sense at all for us to even contemplate with uh, stabbing ourselves with something that appears to be poison from its own ingredients. Yeah. Well, and now there's evidence coming out from a couple of whistleblower doctors saying this thing is a sterilization tool. It's it. going to sterilize women. So, you know, here's the thing, man. I've got a, a, a nice neighbor. I like him a lot. We we're standing out by the bonfire in the back there just the other day. And uh, he used to work for 3M and retired with, you know, millionaire. And he's a good guy. But he always likes to tout the fact that, you know, he's an engineer. And as an engineer, he, you know, blah, 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 understands science and understand, right? But he's not woke to any of this. And so, you know, we we're talking about the COVID thing and he does think the masks are a joke and the shutdowns are just a joke and it's all a fraud. But when it comes to the vaccine, I brought up the vaccine. I said, well, it makes you wonder how many people are going to stand in line for this vaccine. And he said, oh, I'll take it. And I said, really? He said, yeah. I mean, you know, why not? And he said, look, I've worked for I worked for a corporation for decades. These corporations can't get away with harming people on, you know, purpose. I believe it's very much a safe thing, probably. And I, I would have no qualms about taking it. He's happy to take it. it. You know, and my mom too. And what I don't understand with these people. So by the way, I didn't even get into it with him. I didn't, he's my neighbor. He's stuck in his ways. He's a Trump guy, but he's stuck in his ways and a lot of official things, right? You could show him building seven on nine 11 and he'd come up for an excuse for it. Um, you know, the same is true with the election theft. He's really on the fence. He's like, yeah, it's possible, but I've yet to see any real hardcore proof. And it's, I'm like, so you really think people showed up in droves to vote for Biden? More people voted for Biden than Obama. Okay. So in regards to the vaccine, I didn't even get into it with him. You know, he doesn't know that it's an mRNA vaccine. He doesn't know that they can put hydrogels and nanotech in it. He doesn't know what Monsef Slawi said. 
He doesn't know any of it. And I wasn't going to waste my breath on him because I know how stubborn he is. So what's the point? But what I don't understand and what I should start saying to people like him and my mom is, if you're healthy right now, why would you take the vaccine? You're healthy. I know you're scared of COVID, but if you're healthy and your immune system is doing its job, why would you take the vaccine? Well, the answer is fear. Fear of getting the stupid COVID. You know, fear of fear mongering. The mainstream media has done a great job with that. And guys like my neighbor, who's healthy, and people like my mom, who's otherwise healthy, she's getting older, but she's healthy, they're going to stand in line and take the jab when they don't even know what's in it. That's deeply disturbing. What's even more disturbing is when you look at the actual fatality rate of this COVID, you know that outside of like nursing homes and whatnot, it's like a 99.9% survivability rate. So you actually have a higher chance of dying in a car accident on your way to go get uh, the actual test to see if you even have this disease that is so deadly, you have to take a test to find out if you have it. So not only is we're not stepping over, you know, dead bodies you know, on the way to our car to where it's like, well, maybe this vaccine makes a little bit of sense. It doesn't even make sense just from their own data when if we're in the midst of this huge pandemic, <clears throat> why did more people die in 18 and 19 than they have this year? Right. So and if if you can survive, I mean, you look at Trump, he beat it in three or four days. You look at Giuliani, he was asymptomatic. You look at Trump's entire team, whether it was Hope or whether it was Junior, all these people, you know, recovered well. Uh, my kid got it recovered, you know, well, um, you know, I've, I've had lots of family and friends that, you know, that have, that have got it and they're all fine. I think I think most of my family got it like in January uh, before it was even really getting uh, reported. And, um, you know, they're fine. So the idea of taking something when if you just if you even research like Robert Kennedy and just just his, you know, uh, talks about uh, vaccinations and the uh, the science behind it or lack of and the testing behind it or lack of. I mean, any any just, you know, rational human just listening to him speak would make them you know think twice about it, especially when there isn't something out there so dangerous and so deadly it justifies possibly doing um, irreparable long-term harm to yourself. I mean, if you look at just kids with autism, you know what I mean? It's like, just go to, just go to the basics of, of vaccines without all worrying about all the, the bots and, and all that kind of stuff. And it just, if you go to the basics and you look at when all the mass uh, vaccinations started happening, when did all the, the mass sicknesses, these, these long-term illnesses, these degenerative um, you know, illnesses start kicking in, you know, it's right. It's, it's in the, it's in the same timeline. So just looking at the basics um, and especially with no placebo tests, you know, you, it, it makes no sense whatsoever to ever take one of these things. And, you know, you get the doctors, you know, like you get legit doctors and they tell you straight up, they don't, they don't take them. Uh, they don't give them to their kids because um, there's nothing out there dangerous enough to justify the potential danger it could be doing to your own body. So, and for people that don't want to listen to this type of stuff, like your neighbor, you know, I never waste my time with like uh, haters or, um, you know, the bots or people that are, you know, very stubborn because some people are just stubborn to be stubborn. You know, they just make up their mind and they don't ever want to change it. Me, I'm a, I've always been fluid. I've always just let the best argument or idea win or the actual, you know, the data, you know, if you look at the data, like masks, for instance, with a 0.3%, you know, I, I guess effective rate, right? So you got a 0.3% chance of these things, you know, uh, possibly working when we are, when we already know that uh, most of the masks that people are wearing, um, it doesn't stop smoke, let alone a virus. Um, it's just insanity. It becomes more about submission than safety, more about control than compassion. And uh, there's definitely um, a movement um, to, I mean, to, to, it looks like to hurt, to hurt and profit 
off of the hurt that they do to humanity. So, um, you know, people that don't want to look at it, people that don't want to, you know, read the data or, you know, do the research and things like that. Hey, you know, I guess they'll just end up on the data sheet themselves. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, I guess most people don't know that uh, big pharma is not required, nor do they ever do any safety and efficacy studies on their vaccines. They don't. So with that, you know, being said, they also, I think, as you mentioned, have blank, blanket amnesty against lawsuits should you or your children be injured by their vaccines. So what's to stop them from just rushing out vaccines that are profitable, but perhaps not safe and effective? Or worse, what if people like Bill Gates are on these boards of directors for these big pharma companies? What if these people actually are in the business of injuring people? I have two sons that are vaccine injured. Okay. I call these things chemical weapons delivery systems. I would never in 10 million years, if I could rewind time, I would never ever allow any of my children to get a vaccine if I could go back in time. And if that were the case, I would really like to know who those two young men would be today had they never gotten the injections because one has severe ADHD and the other one is on the Asperger's spectrum. I would kill to go back in time and undo those decisions when we didn't know any better. And we let big pharma inject our beautiful babies with their toxic crap. And if you want more information, because you're really stubborn people who are listening, read the ingredients on these vaccines. Read the ingredients on an MMR vaccine. Just go read the ingredients. I mean, if yeah. you're okay with things like formaldehyde and aluminum and uh, aspartame, uh, and thimerosal, which is a mercury, they call it a preserve. A preservative, it's squalene. Uh, mercury, they put in the vaccines. So go read it and then you decide to give your babies those shots because then that's on you. See, if you read the labels and you know and you still do it, then that's on you. But what happened to me and my wife, that's not really on us. It is because we didn't read the labels, but we, we, we didn't know any better. We didn't have people telling us to read the labels. Now everybody's saying read the labels. Vaccines are dangerous. Do your own research. I would advise anybody who has babies or um, uh, you know wife is pregnant, do your research before you inject. Yeah. Oh, first by, by the way, I wanted your thoughts on this. So you mentioned Giuliani. These PCR tests are all faulty and they're a joke. So I wonder if to try to prevent Giuliani from you know because he makes a good case on behalf of the president, uh, and God knows where his test went. Right. It's easy to just flag him as positive when he's asymptomatic. And lots of people that are asymptomatic are being flagged as positive for COVID because the PCR test is completely bogus. So I do wonder if maybe, you know, he's flagged as, you know, positive by whoever did his test on purpose to keep him out of court. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's definitely, you know, possible, especially even Elon Musk. You know, he stated that uh, he took four tests, came back positive twice. We know that they've swabbed it with fruit. It's come back positive. We know that there's obviously some issues with testing, and I wouldn't put that past them at all. And, you know, I'm terribly sorry, you know, for what happened to your kids. That's that's awful, man. And, well, thanks. Uh, I would just, I'd look, hey, it's a life sentence. Trusting the so, expert, man. You know, yeah. thank God, you know, they're, neither of them are full-blown autistic, like, you know, grown men with helmets on, you know, banging their heads against the wall. But some some people have to live with children that are that autistic. And it's a life sentence. So I would just really caution anybody listening who's on the fence, do your own research. Because if you choose wrong and your kid gets full-blown autism, that's a life sentence for you and for your kid. No, it's awful, man. It, it truly is. You know, again, I'm terribly sorry. Because yeah, again, we're, we're trusting the experts, right? And we know that the when you crunch the data, the third leading cause of death is by 
death by doctor, trusting the experts. Um, you know, my parents didn't know any better. And when I was uh, young, I got vaccinated. As soon as I got vaccinated, I had hundreds of seizures up until I was about eight years old. And then miraculously, you know, they, they stopped. Uh, but I never got any more vaccinations uh, since then. And I made sure that, you know, I did the research when I was younger. Uh, I wrote about this stuff in, I think, 2010. But um, people thought I was nuts then. But, you know, both my kids, thank God, are, are healthy and happy. And um, I've got family members that uh, that aren't. Um, and they wish that, you know, just just like yourself, that uh, they had done more of the research. And, you know, it's it's funny, not, not that, but what they were putting Trump through, talking about how um, he had mentioned um, injecting disinfectants, how they took that totally out of proportion. But if you actually look at what's in these vaccines, dude, they're disinfectants. You look at thimerosal and squalene, you know, you'll get formaldehyde, you look at what the, some of these things are used for, they're disinfectants. And that's what people are, um, you know, inadvertently shooting into themselves, not knowing what's actually in these things because they don't, you know, read the labels. They don't actually, you know, try to look up the definition of these words they can't pronounce and find out exactly what they, uh, what they are, what they're used for, and how they could possibly harm um, people. When you go back at Trump's earlier tweets, I think they were like in 2012, he was anti-vaccine. You know, that was Trump. So people, you know, him promoting this, I think it's to give that segment of the population uh, some comfort that they know that it's there if they need it. But I can't imagine that um, it's going to be any safer than the stuff that uh, that's already out there because it's the same same damn people making the same damn stuff that they've you know, been, been using, you know, for, for decades and decades and decades. So um, I would, I recommend anybody out there uh, before you just, you know, think that this is all aluminum, you know, tinfoil hat type stuff. Just do the research yourself. I know most of the people here on the channel, they probably already have. But for some of the the, the crypto people here that, uh, you know, are, are atheists and Democrats and, uh, you know, still love you too. But, uh, you know, make sure you do the research before um, you, you know, you do any of that stuff to yourself or somebody you love and you can't take it back. Yeah. Well, to anybody who's, you know, look, if you're a Democrat and you've been listening to this whole thing, well, God bless you. I mean, like, I don't, we just all need to come together under the constitution and the bill of rights. It's just that simple. All right. So there comes a point in human history where you just have to make a choice and you cannot stand with the party. Look, if the Republicans were doing that, look, I disavowed the Republicans when uh, George Bush Jr. was president, when George Bush Sr. was president and he wouldn't stop talking about a new world order. He kept giving speeches when I was a kid about a new world order. He said it 226 times, I think, when he was president. So I, I knew something was up then. And then I find out he was the director of the CIA and his, you know, his dad, Prescott Bush, I think it was 1936, tried to overthrow the government with a bunch of his industrialist buddies. Okay, we have to identify the globalist traitors. Like I said earlier in the interview, Robert, guys like John Kerry are on board. John Kerry and, and Joe Biden are in the same camp. One's a Republican, one's a Democrat. Right. So we have to break that paradigm and we have to come together under, under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, because if we lose our republic, we're going to be like the Chinese. We're just going to live under endless authoritarianism. OK, maybe they start persecuting Christians in the future. Maybe they tell you you have to disavow Jesus Christ and take the chip or they're going to put you to death. What's to stop them from doing that if they have all the power and they've thrown out the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, Robert? So. My hat's off. God bless any Democrats listening. Okay, we're not your enemy. We all have to come together as the American people, as people who value the Bill of Rights and the Republic above all else, above party line. 
So if your party is guilty of endless corruption, or if people in my party are like, and I shouldn't say my party because I'm not a Republican. I'm really a libertarian, but I, you know, Trump has sort of kind of taken the Republican banner yet and the Republican back. So I, I, it gets foggy, right? But honestly, I would condemn Governor Kemp, the Republican George, uh, the Republican governor from Georgia, just as much as I would condemn Gretchen Whitmer, the Democrat governor of Michigan. We all have to come together and save the republic. Okay, As Sidney Powell has said, these are the two most important months of our republic. We're living through it right now. History is being made. So pick your side, guys. And I, I pray that people pick the republic because the alternative is just a nightmare forever. We're not going to get the republic back if we lose it. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, when you look at both parties, you know, we, we've been duped by both of them. I don't care if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican. You can see it all playing out right now. Uh, we don't even have strong leadership in the Republican Party for the most part. You have all these state legislatures leaders that have the ability to call special sessions, but yet for whatever reason, they're not to look at all the evidence of fraud that's just, you know, it's a mile high and they don't want to look at it. So there has to be a reason that they're not. Um, I, I truly believe we we do need a third party. We need, we need to get rid of, you know, what we have and get something in there that is, you know, nationalist, right? Somebody that cares about America, somebody that cares about our nation, uh, constitutionalism, call it Trumpism, call it whatever you want, I don't care. But we definitely need something like that. We know that those types of people, um, you know, did really well, but with a possible, you know, if the voting, you know, machine, whatever you want to call it, the system uh, was tainted since the 60s to now, or maybe even before then, who knows? When people like Paul ran, when people like Perot ran, you know, a lot of people, you know, that message really resonated with them. And if you look at Trump, he's got, you know, pretty much the same type of message, just better. Um, he has a, a huge amount of support. We know that he won this election in the biggest tsunami ever. Uh, but again, this uh, voting system, this this machine that that exists, um, it, it's got to go, and uh, it needs to be. It needs to be. I would say, you know, taken down and rebuilt from the ground up. How would you, like in a nutshell, I've done a few videos on this, but how would you institute a new voting system? Because that's really, um, you know, our saving grace is having fair and free transparent elections that allow the the people to decide their fate. Um, we know that both parties are corrupt, but if we had a, a solid voting system that was legit, we could actually make our voices heard and put the real people in that we really want versus these people that we believe have been put in fraudulently, uh, as we're seeing with, with Biden right now. How, how would you fix this? What, what would you do uh, to create a voting you know, system that would be you know, free and fair and transparent to ensure people's voices are, are truly heard? Well, you know, I'm not about a national ID. You know, I'm not all about, you know, they want this real ID thing that's rolling out all over the country now. And I, they don't want something that invasive. I'm not for that. But in terms of elections, if we just focused on what a fair election would be, it would be getting rid of these scanning machines. Okay. Dominion, Smartmatic, whoever, I don't care, but get rid of them. And I think, and this may sound like it's really difficult to do, but we're seeing it being done again and again and again in these states, these swing states where there's so much controversy. What I would suggest is that voter ID is required. Okay, that's probably your driver's license and some second form of identification. And then a thumbprint on your ballot. And then they hand count the ballots. That would be the safest way to do it. And when they hand count the ballots, obviously they need to do it with a Republican counter and a Democrat counter right there. You know, vetting every ballot that goes by, because what we've seen is epic, epic corruption 
I mean, we're talking about more votes being counted than registered voters in many counties in Michigan. And, you know, I think even over in Georgia. So, yeah. So it's complete, overt, absolute 100% corruption. And so we got to rein it back in. And uh, I think there's really easy, logical ways to do that. I mean, I mean, look, there's more security when you go to try to get a driver's license than there is when you go to vote. There's more security when you open a bank account. Right. They actually check and require to know who you are before you can open a bank account. There's a million of other you know, better examples. I'm sure I'm missing uh, this voter ID thing is. I don't know, man, it's not you know, it's not Einstein levels of genius to correct this corruption. It's pretty simple. We just need to go back to basics. Yep, 100 percent. I did a couple you know, uh, videos for people and I even talked about this with uh, Red Pill 78 months and months ago because uh, everybody kept talking about technology, using blockchain, using this, using that. I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, just say that you know, they're, they're uh, you know, well-meaning people, um, even if they, um, you know, they create some blockchain that is going to you know, count all the votes and show transparency. If there's an error in the code, even like with Bitcoin, how, you know, there was an inflation bug just accidentally coded into it back in, uh, I think it was December of 2017. It could have taken the 21 million Bitcoin and turned it into 21 trillion Bitcoin. So that's just a flaw in coding. Or if you end up with like Jack, like Twitter, you know, like maybe it starts out okay and then they turn. So whoever creates this technology that we would end up using at the end of the day, we could end up with another dominion. So I recommend that You've got the uh, National Guard because they're typically people from the community um, that are there. So it's not like you're bringing in blue helmets or you're bringing in you know, the Marines or something like that. You're bringing people from the community in to oversee the entire process to where you would have your driver's license, right? You would go up to the polling center and you would show it you know, to whoever the poll worker is there. And these poll workers would be paid well. They wouldn't be coming from, you know, Zuckerberg's army. They wouldn't be, you know, all blue. They would be, you know, just regular paid people. And you would have a Democrat and a Republican verify that the the, the license is correct. They're able to vote. They're a legit citizen. They're from that area. Then those people would, you know, usher you to your little voting booth and you would be able to, you know, vote right there. You would get your ballot. You would get your little stub. You could put your fingerprint on it. Then, um, you know, those those same Republican Democrat people would be able to watch the ballot go in the box. You would have the National Guard there. You would have that ballot box go to the the main facility or whatnot for counting, processing and then verifying. And you would have the National Guard there and transparency on both sides. And you would have an air gapped computer like an air gapped computer that just doesn't have any any access to the Internet. And then when they transport, when they actually have the transparency and they show the votes, it would go to a website everybody can see. It would not be air gapped. It would just be uh, the ability to just uh, send. It wouldn't be able to receive data, just send data. They would have somebody on the phone encrypted and they would verify that they're sending it at that point. It would go to the central location where you would have Republicans and Democrats and National Guards there at the main computer. And that's where they would tally everything and everybody would be able to see it in live time. And you wouldn't be you wouldn't have these computers that, um, you know, you could be mixing votes or using fractional like, uh, you know, weighted software or uh, like the gym software. It would just be simple votes, a vote, you know, one vote for Trump, one vote for Biden, whatever that would be sent to that uh, to that mainframe that everybody would see um, in real time when it happened. And you would have some real accountability from everybody and you would have security there with the National Guard and you wouldn't have to worry about uh, these tabulating machines because everything would be counted by hand. And, you know, the people that uh, there wouldn't be mail, no more mail in ballots because we can see that, like, just take Pennsylvania alone. There was like 700,000 more ballots returned than were sent out. I've got videos of people in China printing God only knows how many ballots 
we've got missing truck and tractor trailer. We got trailers missing with like 288,000 ballots. You get, you know, just everywhere you turn, you have all this craziness with all these mail-in ballots and they're not even constitutional. So um, I think if we just go back to basics and um, it would be a bit more tedious, but you just have an army of people, like 100,000 people that are paid very, very well. And um, it's oversaw by the uh, National Guard. I think that, you know, that that would definitely be a heck of a lot better than what we have right now. Yeah, the other thing that pops to mind that would need to happen too, I think to some degree, is to prevent election meddling by mainstream mockingbird media whores. So it should be illegal for any network to call an election on behalf of any candidate until all votes are tallied. It should be illegal because when they call, you know, uh, look, we all saw what happened with Fox News. Are you kidding me? They were calling, uh, what was, uh, yeah, Arizona. I mean, early in the night when Biden was way behind Trump. I mean, it didn't add up when they did it, but it should be illegal to do that because that infringes on people. First of all, it's psychological warfare on those that are about to go out and vote and think, well, now my guy doesn't have a chance. And then they don't vote. Same thing with uh, uh, big tech, social media, big tech, Google, and you know all the stuff that they do to try to curb people's opinions. I don't have the data in front of me, but there were way more negative reports about Trump going into the election. And you know, by far and away, you know, 80, 90% more positive things about Biden. That's all election, you know, interference in my view. It, it should be illegal. Um, but certainly mainstream media calling states, they shouldn't be able to do that until all votes are tallied in each state. They really, I think it's completely criminal. And Fox News sold out Republicans on election night. They did. They sold out. And uh, I just, I hope that justice is uh, brought to bear and anybody guilty of treason is tried for their treason. That would really allow us to get our republic back pretty quickly, wouldn't it? Oh, I want to ask you one thing before we, you know, it's getting late here and I'm, I've got time, but uh, you being a big crypt cryptocurrency guy, um, what do you think is the, I'm not asking you to, well, maybe I am asking you to project a uh, price, maybe the end of 2021 for Bitcoin, when we know that so few are mined every month and the demand now coming from PayPal and the demand coming from GBTC, um, the demand is just far and away more than supply. Does that not inherently suggest a price that can only go up over time? Yeah, um, I would I would agree with you for sure. Um, I already won a twenty five thousand dollar bet against my buddy at Jordan Belfort. You know the the Wolf of Wall Street. So did he pay up? Um, he will uh, in January. So yeah, That's when we get to what was the bet? That's a lot of dough. <laughs> he likes uh he likes to roll big man so what was um, the bet uh that you know bitcoin would be um he said uh like seven thousand six hundred dollars um by you know by the end of the year i said i think it, it'll be more than ten thousand dollars um because i always go on the conservative side of things i mean i've been in crypto since 2011 and uh when you when you look at uh, bitcoin my my fear for it um th th i have a couple fears but uh, i won't i won't get into that um but as far as it being uh, more valuable in the future, I do agree. Um, I, I think that one of the things you have to worry about is as more and more financial institutions are now turning it into, you know, like a, a basket of funds, like an ETF, people are allowed to get into crypto uh, easier. It'll be you know, a, another retirement vehicle, but it's going to be paper. So you know how that they've manipulated gold and silver using paper contracts, right? Yeah. You know that there's only so much gold and only so much silver, but but yet the amount of paper they print, you know, it's kind of like fiat, right? So the same thing with bitcoin there's only 21 million of them 
But if these huge financial institutions start creating infinite paper on them, where you have like 21 trillion Bitcoin in paper, but only 21 you know million real ones, you know, it's a way to suppress the price like we've seen them do with gold and silver and commodities and things like that because they turn them into paper contracts and it's not based off of a physical asset. So, you know, you have that to worry about. Do I think it'll be worth more money in the future? I do. Um, you're seeing more and more adoption. Um, I don't believe that it's... Um, you know, it's a, um, a payment vehicle. I don't think it's being used as uh, Satoshi Nakamoto wanted uh, initially as a means of payment. I think stable coins are far better at a means of payment. I think uh, Bitcoin is kind of turned into digital gold, so to speak. It's more of a it's more of like a, a digital asset now. It's uh, you can almost call it a hard asset. And, um, you know, people aren't wanting to spend it. They're wanting to hodl it or, you know, through arbitrage, make money with it, kind of like a stock. So um, for all those reasons, there's going to be a lot more, you know, demand, I think, in the future for it. Um, and I think it will go up. I just uh, hope that there's not so much paper um, around it that it really suppresses the price of it. Yeah, no, I had the same concern. I, that was my suspicion, you know, when uh, Bitcoin ran up to what, 19,009, whatever it hit in that last run up, not this run up, but the January, previous run up, and then it crashed down to 3,000, you know. That yeah, January 2018 hit almost 21. Um, and so this year it uh, dropped down into the threes. Now, I think our high point, it coincided with the, uh, the uh, futures going live, that crash. So yeah. it made me very suspect right off the bat. <laughs> But you know what I think that is, and I've said it to my listeners. I said I told people to start dipping their like I was a late, a late bloomer with Bitcoin only because I'm such a silver and gold guy. And you know I'd have on brother John who used to be a YouTuber. <clears throat> I don't know if he's still around, but uh, he was an early adopter on Bitcoin, and he was also a big silver guy. And uh, people gave him so much hell for you know giving Bitcoin the time of day because everybody just thought it was you know like a tulip craze, you know blah blah blah. But um, finally. I think in 2016 or 17, when Bitcoin retraced from its high, I think the high at one point was 2000, it retraced into like three, four, five, six hundred in there. That's where I said to people, dip your foot in the pool. It won't, I don't think, be a bad idea because I've seen this a million times before. I saw it with Netflix after its initial public offering. The big money all, always drives these things down, and that's when they're getting in. And I said, I think that at some point, Bitcoin will revisit its all time high, which was only 2000 or 2200. It ended up going up to 20 grand. So that's sort of my view on it is that I think uh, the big money is now in the process of getting into Bitcoin, you know, even at these prices. Look what MicroStrategy is doing. <laughs> they don't trust the dollar to the extent that they're putting their entire, you know, treasury pretty much in Bitcoin instead of U.S. dollars. Yep. Yeah. It, um, I mean, nobody really knows, you know, where it's going to end up. Um, but obviously, there's a demand, there's a limited supply as long as the code stays solid because people don't understand that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just code. Uh, so as long as the, the code stays solid, um, they don't print a crap ton of paper, um, then yeah, I mean, I don't see why this won't continue to go up. I mean, sure, you're going to see dips, you'll see it go down. You're going to see big whales come in, you know, when, when you see a, a surge in the price, then they'll dump, then it'll go down, they'll buy in again. You see, it's just like with anything, you know, just things go up and down, right? So I imagine you'll see that with uh, with Bitcoin. But I, and if you if you ask me, do I think it'll be worth more money in a year from today than today? Yeah, I say, yeah, yeah, I think it will be. Um, but uh, 
as far as its uh, initial use case, um, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's that anymore. Uh, but um, will it continue to rise in value? I believe so. But again, people always be careful with whatever you invest in. It doesn't matter what investment vehicle you use; you could lose all your money. So never invest anything you're not 100% willing to lose. I'm just throwing out that little disclaimer there. Right. Well, you know where I do see a lot of value in it as a tool um, is in, for instance, those that might want to how do I say, um, emigrate to a different country? It's a little hard to, you know, put all your silver bullion uh, in your carry-on bag on Delta. Uh, no, 100%. A lot easier to take your keys with you and uh, then your uh, wealth can transfer anywhere in the world without pretty much it's nobody's damn business. So I see. And of course, that's true with Litecoin. That's true with, you know, any of these cryptocurrencies. You take your keys with you and you can take your wealth wherever you go, right? 100%. I always joke about, um, you know, it's for the first time in your life, you can actually take the money with you when you die. Because, you know, for people that don't understand uh, how cryptocurrency works, typically you have a like a decentralized wallet. Like I'm the co-founder and builder of the Monarch Wallet, which is a decentralized wallet where only you and just you alone has access to your funds. You have a what's called a key, right? So you've got a private key and you have a seed. So any cryptocurrency assets that you have on like say the monarch wallet as long as you remember your 12 word seed you can literally just keep it in your brain you can walk across any country in the world not even with a cell phone or anything and you have access to all that funds you would just go find another cell phone download the monarch wallet again enter those 12 words and just like magic all your money would come back same same holds true as if you took those 12 words to the grave nobody else would ever have your money um, you know again the the crypto would be lost forever you would have taken it with you so yeah it is um definitely a lot easier to transport than wheelbarrows full of bullion well i do wonder how many keys have been lost i mean when you think about bitcoin it was really complicated i gotta be honest probably the only reason i didn't just take a flyer on a hundred or a thousand bitcoin early on when brother john was covering it and it was cheap is because i didn't really understand how to get it i mean those were the days of mount gox and we see what happened to people that you know had their money on mount gox they lost everything so had I understood, and I, I do kick myself sometimes for just being a little stubborn, but unfortunately not as stubborn as Peter Schiff, but uh, who I've interviewed, by the way, multiple times over the years, um, not about Bitcoin, but uh, about sure. silver and gold and everything else, yeah. the economy. But uh, yeah, I mean, had I not been so stubborn, I would have just, you know, I had a relationship with Brother John. I interviewed him about Bitcoin several times, and I should have just said, walk me through this wallet thing. If I just wanted to buy 100 Bitcoin when they were 50 bucks a piece, how do I do that? And I could have done it. And I didn't because I was stubborn. But fortunately, I did break my stubbornness when it was back between, you know, three and 600. And that's when I bought my first few Bitcoin. Um, because you know what? I just always said it. Look, I said I was the guy walking around Target Corporation when I was a, an executive producer there and a creative director uh, back in the day telling people Apple is the most undervalued stock I think on the NASDAQ, it was trading for 12 bucks a share. It had a $6 billion market cap. And the only reason I believe that is because I had taken a Final Cut Pro editing uh, class by somebody from Apple who was brought in to teach us Final Cut Pro. And I thought this is extraordinary technology. Now I found out later they didn't even write Final Cut Pro. I think they, you know, uh, you know, who are, they bought a company or whatever, and they don't even support that version anymore. But the point is, is that, um, he showed us, I remember him showing us just a couple of things and it was kind of like futuristic, almost imagine like, uh, um, Tom Cruise in one of those movies where he's, you know, he's sliding screens with his hands. 
Yeah. It was that type of technology, which I now realized was iPhone technology, you know, where you can swipe icons. He showed us a sneak peek. And I remember going back to my desk and then looking at uh, Apple stock. This was around 2001 or two, three, somewhere in there. And it was a $6 billion market cap and 12 bucks a share. I could have easily bought two, three, four, five thousand shares. And I didn't. I just walked around telling everybody what a great opportunity this was. And then all my idiot PC friends promptly talked me out of it. <laughs> and I spent the rest of my days, you know, mourning that I didn't listen to my gut and my instinct and this information that I had, which was unique to me. I could have really bought a lot of Apple. I believed in the story. The guy showed me some things I believed in. It, it was rock bottom price. And I didn't. And then I felt the same way about Bitcoin when I said, guys, you're going to feel sick to your stomach if someday this goes back to its all-time high and you didn't at least dip your foot in the pool. So. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've had people you know, tell me those types of stories, whether even you know when they were asking me if, I, if they thought they should buy in and they didn't listen to me and you know, they would have made, you know, $20,000 of Bitcoin. Um, so I, I hear that a lot. You know, people, they always have that, uh, that fear of missing out, but they always have a, a fear of loss that seems to supersede the fear of missing out. So people don't take that step just because they're afraid of losing what they have versus fear of gaining what they could. So that happens a lot. You know, it's unfortunate, you know, with, with Monarch, we made it easy. So you can just download the wallet for free. Uh, it's on Apple, it's on Google, you know, you can buy and trade and store and earn interest and all that kind of stuff with the uh, the cryptocurrency wall and it's decentralized um you know shout out to jamie miller what is going on man long time <laughs> hopefully you're doing well and huge thanks to shaheed um for uh doing the moderation appreciate you brother but uh yeah so um are you are you planning on uh getting more into crypto or just uh more of the uh, the hard assets um well i've been pretty active in crypto for uh let's see now well, whenever you'd have to go back and tell me the date when uh, when uh, Bitcoin retraced from uh, you know it's it's all its previous all time high of two twenty two hundred or whatever, and it retraced back down into the threes, fours, fives. That's when I started getting in, and I started getting into some uh, Litecoin and Ethereum, and bought some EOS, and you know I've got a bunch of what do they call them shit coins? I got those too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've got uh, a bunch of different stuff uh, that I've acquired over the years and I'm, I'm a diehard hodler. So the only reason I've really ever made any money in Bitcoin and these others is because I've never sold a single one. I've just had a sort of adopt hold, hold or die type of philosophy. So I've ridden out all the ups and downs. I mean, I rode Bitcoin from 20 back to three or 3,500 you know, and now where it's at. So I, I just figured I learned my lesson with a lot of these tech stocks. I mean, I saw what they did with Netflix. I saw what they did with Apple. They've done it time and time again. They shake people out of an initial public offering when the big money starts to see the story and they want to get in. They'll drive these damn, damn things down, sometimes below their initial public offering prices. You know, they shake people out. And the next thing you know, I mean, I don't know. That's sort of been my view on these cryptos. I thought if I'm going to get involved, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going for a couple hundred bucks. I'm going to just hang on tight. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad for the people that, um, you know, had their their mining rig on on their laptop or whatnot. And they had a bunch of Bitcoin and they didn't think it was going to be worth anything. They thought it was going to go to zero. So, you know, they lost the laptop, threw it away or lost their wallets or forgot their seed. And there's millions and millions and millions and millions of Bitcoin out there that uh, are lost forever. So that only helps with the... Uh, the, the supply, right? Well, so. that's what I was going to ask you. I wonder, yeah, I got off track because I wonder what the total outstanding number of Bitcoin really is. Because I think, what, 18 million so far have been mined?
combined. Is that right? And the, the total of all time will be 21 million. But of the, let's say it's 18 million, correct me if I'm wrong. I wonder how many of those actually exist. Because if you lost your keys, those Bitcoin are gone. Yep. You know, yeah. so I mean, the real the real circulating supply might only be what fifteen million, twelve. Um, yeah, there's there's reports that it's anywhere from three to five that are lost forever. I've even heard some people say six. They do a lot of chain analysis and whatnot, so uh, it's hard to say. But it's um, there's definitely millions um, that are lost forever. Uh, and then of course you have Satoshi's wallet too. So as long as that never moves, um, then you have all that in there as well. How many are in his wallet? Jeez, um, what is it, like a million? I want to say it was like a million, million and a half. I, f I forget exactly off the top of my head. Hmm. But um, yeah, there's definitely um, a lot that are lost forever. So that'll always, you know, help with, uh, you know, the uh, the demand with a uh, diminished supply. And then if Satoshi's, you know, stay put forever and they don't go to his kids or something like that, you know, that's just going to help as well. But even if they did get spent, um, people will buy them up. The price may go down for a while, but I think overall it'll continue to go up because uh, there's only so many of them as long as they don't mess up the code. But yeah. yeah, man, we've been going for almost two hours. You want to uh, maybe get a question in from, you know, from the audience here? And Yeah, and sure. I mean, I'm not an expert on everything. I'm a generalist on lots of different things. So maybe I can help. I don't know. I'll no, be honest if I can. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, let's see here. Let's see if we can find one that's uh, not crypto related. Let's see here. Uh, Beverly D says, I have a hard time uh, wrapping my head around giving my hard-earned cash for something I can't have in my hand. Precious metals are the way to go in my eyes. Mm. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, unfortunately for me, most of this year when I had any extra income before they deleted my YouTube channels, uh, I was buying uh, mostly silver bullion. I really got addicted to those uh, uh, one kilo bars. Uh, basically about 32 troy ounces of silver. I just, I love those. Over the years, I've always done like uh, government issued coins. I like those best. Um, but this year I got addicted to those kilo bars and, you know, in hindsight being 2020 and my money would have been better spent on Bitcoin. But, you know, um, I totally agree that uh, there's nothing quite like uh, getting an order of physical silver in the mail, even if it's just five coins, you know, if it's five ounces, 10 ounces, there's great joy when that mail comes because it's real tangible wealth that you know your friends and your neighbors don't have. I mean, the majority of Americans don't have any. It may be a little bit of jewelry, but that's it. Um, it's, you know, it's a little bit like me recognizing Apple as being the steal of the deal at 12 bucks. Had I bought it, I would have been rewarded for my prescience. Uh, I think the same is true for silver and gold. If we could just get rid of the paper manipulation, people would have already been, you know, very much rewarded. But you're right, that Comex paper, they have been beating the crap out of silver and gold prices for as long as I've been involved and way longer than that um, because they don't want gold and silver to be the canary in the coal mine telling people about, you know, the inflation of the dollar and that the dollar's lost its value. But, you know, the one thing I'd say to anybody who says, well, you know, only silver and gold because you can hold it in your hand. Well, you know, and you could speak to this better than me, you know, Bitcoin and some of these others, there is tangible. I mean, they are tangible. I mean, you have the keys, so you can't hold it in your hand, but it is tangible. Um, you know, even if, especially if you, you open just a Coinbase account and you buy, you know, 10 Litecoin, you can go to that account and you can see your dollar value there, you know, and they're holding the coins. And I know a lot of people say you should just take those and put them in a you know, cold storage. But if you're really, if you want to see the money, you could do a Coinbase account and you'll see the money, but it's in Litecoin. 
I mean, because what's a dollar? A dollar bill in your hand? That's not backed by gold and silver anymore, guys. So I, I don't know. I don't think that necessarily answers her question, although, although I totally agree that silver and gold in physical form is just fantastic. There's nothing like getting silver, you know, or gold delivered to you in the mail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, having that uh, real tangible asset that you can, you know, touch, hold, feel, smell, all that kind of stuff um, is incredible. Um, you know, if you diversify a little bit into crypto, um, you know, it's just a, it's just another asset class. I mean, if you look at Bitcoin, you know, over its lifespan, probably even this year, it's been one of the highest performing assets of existence. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, you know, if you're looking at uh, the price points, um, as far as you know, using exchanges and things like that to store your your currency on, I'd be a little leery of that. Just like you know, with Mount Gox, I'm not saying Coinbase could go that route, but if your funds are on a centralized exchange, that means that they are actually holding your funds. And if something happens to them, something happens to your money, most likely. That's why we created Monarch, because it's decentralized. So you can still buy and sell and do all that kind of stuff, but it's essentially a cold storage wallet because it's decentralized. And if you put it in airplane mode, you know, it is a it, it essentially becomes a, a very cheap, um, you know, decentralized cold storage wallet because it doesn't have any kind of, you know, um, you know, Internet connection, things like that. Right. So well, there's you no. Know the only reason I mentioned Coinbase is because I do have a little bit on Coinbase, but uh, it's because uh, they say, you correct me if you think this is wrong, but I don't think they could say it if it wasn't true. They have those uh, assets insured. So what they say, and I know you're 100% right, because cold storage in their possession is no better than cold storage in your own possession, right? But they say Coinbase, priori I'm reading this, uh, prioritizes the security of our customers' digital currency through a combination of online hot storage and offline cold storage. Coinbase, Coinbase maintains 90% or more, 98% or more of the digital currency in cold storage. So the 2% is insured. Uh, what they don't insure is if you lose your own keys, you're out of luck. I mean, if you lose access to your account, you're out of luck, whatever. But uh, what do you think about that? I, I thought that was encouraging that Coinbase claims to have uh, insurance. 98% um, of the coins are in cold storage. I don't know how they, like, I don't know how you do it either. Like if you're paying interest on stuff, it's got to be an accounting nightmare. I don't understand how any of you guys do this. The same is true for gold and silver sellers. I don't have any idea how, and they work on such slim margins. It's got to be an accounting nightmare. Yeah. So for our interest services within the wallet, it's a third party. So they handle all that stuff and they just have a gateway through Monarch for that. So we don't have to deal with that. We don't even know who our customers are. It's a it's a decentralized wallet. So if you have 100 Bitcoin, I, I don't know that you have 100 Bitcoin, uh, but Coinbase does. Right. So, you know, and then you'll get a, you know, W9 or 1099 or whatever they send you at the end of the year, um, you know, if you for your profits, if you buy, sell all that kind of stuff. Monarch's a decentralized wallet. We don't have access to anybody's information or their funds. Um, when it comes to the insurance part of it, um, I, I don't know. I would have to look into it a little bit more. But the last time I remember um, the amount of coverage wouldn't, uh, I don't think it covers, you know, it's it's like FDIC. So FDIC is like up to 250 grand. So if the banks went under, you had a million dollars in there, you're out 750,000, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know that Coinbase is 100% fully insured. I would look into that. Um, but I know with a decentralized wallet, you know, it's 100% uh, your money and you don't have to worry about anything other than you losing your own seed. Because uh, with Monarch, for instance, we don't, um, you know, have your seed. We don't have your information. So you are the the weakest link of the wallet. If you lose the seed, you lose um, your money. It's really that simple. Uh, but for people that I, I read a lot of uh, people here in the chat, you know, they they like crypto. They like the idea of it, but they don't want to spend any money on it. So uh, for the first 20 people, I'll give out a thousand Monarch tokens to you. All right. So for free, 
nothing nothing to do. Just go to CryptoBeatles.com and join the little email list there. And the first 20 people, I will give a thousand Monarch tokens to. And for the people that did this last time, check your wallets. Um, you got uh, a bunch of Monarch tokens. They were paid out uh, a few days ago. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, get people into crypto for free. So the wallet's free, crypto will be free. That way they can say they're in crypto and it didn't cost them a penny. <laughs> yeah, and it you know allows them to get educated on you know how that all works. Because, you know, it is a little, um, every time, I would say it's a little, every single time you transfer any crypto from one wallet to another, I always do a test because it's very unnerving. If you send it to the wrong wallet, you're screwed. It's gone forever. Uh, but, you know, generally it always works out. Yeah, you know, it's it's always uh, it's always best to send a little incremental amount before you send that uh, that big that big pile of crypto um, in case you have a digit wrong or something like that. So, yeah, that's that's always scary. I would I remember way back in the day I would always do a little prayer before and after sending before and after sending crypto before we created Monarch because I was <laughs> I was always worried that oh man this is it <laughs> is it going to go through and then with Bitcoin you know when a lot of people started using it it would take a long time for the transactions to go through too so right. uh, you're even more scared right so right <laughs> but um, yeah we better we better get you out of here man it's been almost two hours um, let me check over here on D Live get everybody paid uh, give me one second here and we add some more uh, add some more lemons and distribute there we go uh, so I'm distributing all the rewards to people over here on D Live. You know, I appreciate everybody that's been hanging out with us. You know, love y'all. God bless y'all. Um, this should be done here in about 20 seconds, I think. Um, why don't you tell the peeps where they can where they can find you and, um, you know, any closing, you know, closing thoughts that you got? Well, yeah, you know, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to come on, uh, mainly because I don't get to do much live anymore. And I never really took advantage of it when I had my own uh, YouTube channel. And uh, I guess if I ever start a new YouTube channel or I get my other one back, I would probably start to take advantage of that feature a little bit more. I think there's a lot of value in it. And uh, so I enjoyed coming on. I would just say that for those who, I guess the problem is when they terminate your uh, YouTube channel without, you know, notice, you don't get to warn people that it's coming and a lot of people don't realize you're on BitChute. So as for me, you can find SGT report on BitChute where I have 61,000 subs. Uh, I'm also on Odyssey. I'm on Rumble. Um, and then the other ones that you can find me on, but I don't, it's, they're not really video platforms as much as uh, Parlor, Minds and Gab. Though Minds is trying, I think, to become more of a video host. But yeah, BitChute is the primary place. If you want to support the work of me and my little team, you could become a member at sgtreport.tv, which we'd really appreciate. Or head over to Subscribestar slash Report. I post every video that I put up an interview there as well. So if you wanted to pitch in a few bucks a month, um, that would be really cool and helpful since uh, Patreon and Jack Conti did to me what they did, which I think is really, really treacherous and evil. Uh, but you know what? He's got to live with that. If he wanted to decide with the globalists, if he wanted to decide with the people that are going to sell our republic out to the new world order, that's on him. So I've made my peace with that. But uh, that guy is a scumbag for taking the marching orders of, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Media Matters for America, who uh, suggested that uh, he destroy any Patreon account that has ever reported on a Q drop. It's just absurd. But uh, thanks for having me on, Robert, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And of course, for Real News 24-7, you guys can visit us at sgtreport.com. I also have a site called thephaser.com and another site called thelibertymill.com. And thelibertymill.com is a little bit like 
a drudge report for truth, right? It's links to really great sources we trust. So daily basis, all automatically updated. Go to libertymill.com and you're going to get a one-stop shop for excellent real news uh, articles and videos from a variety of different websites that we trust, truth news sites. Excellent. Yeah, we got to get you set up with a with a wallet address so people can uh, contribute to you that way too. And do you have a PayPal uh, for anybody that wants to help help your mission? Oh, thanks. Yeah, the PayPal is uh, under my email sgtreport at gmail dot com. I think that's probably the easiest way to find uh, me or send a little something on PayPal. Um, and then I do have wallet addresses, you know, for Bitcoin and Litecoin and stuff like that. I just don't have them in front of me, but. Uh, Maybe next time I come on, we can do that. But I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody's support. You know, it's uh, like Sidney Powell said, it's the most important two months of our uh, republic. And uh, we all need to stick together. We're going to hang separately. I mean, what's coming is not, it's not good for humanity, guys. I, I've continued to say, Robert, I don't think the average Democrat, like you said, maybe it's only 10 million, but say he got 50 million people to vote for him you know, or God forbid 60. He certainly didn't get 80 million people to vote for him, but those who voted for them, for him, they have no idea what's coming. They just have no idea what they voted for. They have no idea what's coming. They don't know who Klaus Schwab is. They don't know what the Great Reset is. Uh, they have no idea what's coming if he gets in. So let's just pray that he doesn't. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, definitely. They've uh, been uh, consuming the the fake media for, for too long and don't really realize what they're supporting or what they're actually a part of inadvertently. It's a, uh, yeah, it's awful for sure. And it's a uh, course awful what they, uh, what they did to you taking your channel down and, and uh, your means to support yourself. So it's yeah. uh, definitely a multifaceted attack from several different angles uh, and it's unfortunate, but uh, there are brighter days ahead. And um, I want to thank the people over on, on D live. Thank the fam over there. We got uh, Kitty Woo, Miss Lady Drifter, SSGT Patriot. We got uh, Fajitos MMA. And then I'm going to butcher your name. I'm really sorry, but it's Johan Manji. So thanks a bunch for the love and support over there. Love y'all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, just to close out a little bit, um, we have a lot of exciting things that I think are happening, um, you know, this week and in, in the coming weeks. Um, we have so much proof of voter fraud that hopefully all this this fear and stuff that we have right now, um, I think a lot of that uh, will subside you know, once once Trump is you know confirmed again. I know that's not till you know late January twentieth high noon, but um, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff, and we have so much proof. I mean, you've got all the illegal ballots that if if the Supreme Court just simply uh, just you know just I, I don't know just throws out. Um, you know, any of these unconstitutional things that have happened, if they just rule on one of these things, you know, in each of these states, Trump wins in a huge landslide and then he can do what he said. And what did he say he was going to do? He's going to make sure that we have fair and free elections going forward. And I think this is going to happen. I think whether it happens through the Supreme Court, just throwing out, you know, legal ballots or throwing out the, the lack of chain of custody or throwing it out because of the machines or, you know, all the, you know, mail-in ballots being unconstitutional, all these things we know are unconstitutional. So once it gets there and we know that all these cases are, are gradually going up to the Supreme Court and we have one tomorrow, all it takes, man, is for one of these things to fall and then they all fall. And Trump again, you know, is, is uh, you know, confirmed again in January 20th. And it's gonna be brighter days for sure. What happens between now and then, though, I don't know. But uh, I know that uh, we're going to end up with much, much brighter days ahead because so many people are waking up. You know, it's going to be too hard to keep all this stuff suppressed. And with the EO and, and all the stuff that Trump can do, um, I have a feeling we have some some amazing times ahead of us. And it's going to just be uh, 
yeah, it's going to be the, uh, the 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 great America that he's been promising us, and the uh, the drain swamp that uh, he's been promising us. So, well, I hope so. yeah, no, I think so. Just one quick comment on that is sure. that I would say, you know, he's a fighter, and yeah. unlike all of these other presidents, modern day presidents we've seen, going back to George Bush Senior, every single time a new president would come in, like Bill Clinton came in, and he'd say, "Well, we're not going to look back." We're going to move forward as Americans. So we're not going to look back and prosecute any crimes. We're not going to, we're going to move forward. And then Clinton goes out, same thing. We're not going to look back. We're going to move forward. Then uh, Bush Jr. goes out and then Obama, same thing. We're not going to look back. We're not going to look at torture, illegal wars in Afghanistan, or Iraq, whatever. No, we're going to move forward. The president in his recent speech said he cannot, he owes it to the Republic. He cannot concede if he knows there was election fraud. So he's not one of these guys who's going to just, you know, go live his private life. And then Biden can say, well, we're not going to look back. We're going to move forward. By the way, Biden has said, you know, these people are foaming at the mouth. They want to prosecute. They want to persecute Trump and his family if Biden gets power. Yeah. So it really is a fight for the Republic. And thank God we have a fighter in the White House. 100%. We all need to do our part too. You know, make sure we get a hold of, you know, our our elected officials and let them know that, you know, we want uh, free and transparent um, elections and they need to stand up and do their job. And Yeah, especially people in Georgia right now. If you live in Georgia, Pennsylvania, if you live, boy, even Virginia as far as I'm concerned, but if you live in Arizona, if you live in Nevada, if you live in Michigan and Wisconsin and you're hearing this broadcast, please make it a point tomorrow to call your legislators. Get the numbers of every single one and call and leave them a voicemail that says you will not stand for election fraud. You're a patriot. You stand for the Republic. You stand for the Bill of Rights. And if they don't also do the same, regardless of which side of the aisle they're on, they're out. You will make it your life's mission to make sure they never, ever hold public office again. Not even dog catcher. I love it. I love it. Stand up, speak out. That's it. Got to show up too. So Appreciate everybody out there. Love you all. God bless you all. I've got a little uh, Trump clip for you on the way out. So until next time, love you. God bless you. And uh, God bless the Republic. God bless. fighting. We're going to fight like you never saw before. Thank you. We can't let what happened three weeks ago, we can't let it happen. Not, it's beyond me. We can't let it happen. And somewhere there's going to be a champion, your champion, somewhere there's going to be a champion that's going to do what's right, because this has been going on for a long time, but never like it's happened recently. And you know, they've used the pandemic and the phony fake ballots, the mail-in ballots, they use that to sabotage a country. We're not going to let it happen. As you know, a major issue in this state is voter fraud. It's been a big issue for a long time. Hey, peeps, just a friendly reminder. Crypto Beatles shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading New Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in 
anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you on the next one. 